What's happening, weirdos? This is Joey Bragg, the very funny, interesting, kind, and smart Joey Bragg, who's been doing stand-up since his teenage years, which is a very interesting story. He's also been acting in movies and TV, a lot of it on the Disney Channel, since he was young as well. So we're talking with child star and stand-up comedian Joey Bragg. I emailed, uh, or Joey Bragg emailed me about 10 years ago, and it's been really, really fun to watch his career blossom and explode over the past decade. And on this episode, we actually read that email, talk a little bit about our uh, our Facebook friendship all those years ago and how it applied or didn't apply to his career and how it's blossomed. So uh, a couple things to plug up top. Thank you for being here. Means a lot. I'm on the road. Go to PeteHolmes.com. It's a new hour. I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm going to be in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Salt Lake City sold out. Thank you to all my Utah friends. We have new episodes of Batman firing the Justice League dropping every Thursday. So be, so be sure to subscribe to my YouTube. It's just Pete Holmes on YouTube. And keep an eye out for that as well. And we're brought to you by, what is it? Only one Pete's Pick, and it's an OG Pete's Pick. This is the one that kind of started it all. It's Alpha Brain from our friends at Onnit. You guys know I'm serious about Alpha Brain. I'm wearing my jacket. I actually have Alpha Brain pills in my pocket of every jacket. I have it in my car. I have it in my travel bag. I take it before every podcast. I take it before I write scripts. I take it before I do stand-up. I even take it before I just go out to a party and want to have full access to my brain, to my creativity, to my language centers. If you're doing something, and chances are you are, that involves your brain, whether it's just living working, writing, emails. <laughs> I don't know what you're up to. But if it involves your brain and you want better, more clear memory, concentration, and focus with earth-grown ingredients that is not a stimulant, that is what Alpha Brain is from on it. It doesn't get you wired or jittery. It just gives your brain the earth-grown nutrition that it needs to dial in and focus and concentrate. I call it like fish food for my creativity. Like all my little ideas are fish swimming around. I sprinkle the alpha brain on and they eat it up and I just get into that creative state so much more easily. I've been taking it for over a decade. I love it. If you like it one-tenth as much as I like it, you're going to shit your pants. It's incredible. Go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You'll get 10% everything you see on that landing page. That's onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. All right, everybody, that's it. Enjoy Joey Bragg. What a fun chat we had. And I uh, hope to see you on the road. PeteHolmes.com. All right. Get into it. No, you can have that. You can have that right here. Put it right here. Liquid death is water, right? Is it energy water? It's not energy water. I guess so. Every time they have liquid death, like uh, I, I don't trust myself to know that it's water. No, it? I've bought it and I'm like, I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> I can't drink this. Uh, it's just water. And it's yours is water. bubble water because we ran out of the regular one. Ooh, fun. I got regular water right here, baby. I come prepared. Cat astronaut? Yeah. Cats. We sent dogs to space. Never once did we try to send a cat to space. Did we, we sent, send dogs to space? Yeah. Or Russia's. Did you Russia know did. Russia sent dogs. We sent dogs to space and with no intent on ever bringing them back. Dogs? Yeah. Very interstellar. Very interstellar. Can you imagine? There's a Marvel comic called Cosmo that's about the Russian dog that goes to space and crash lands on like an alien planet and they like take him in and and he's their king I hope and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's is he? tele he's like got tele wait did they go and they died out there the I dogs? think so yeah yeah I mean what else so they're not gonna like pilot to another yeah to another planet wait 
Okay, this is great. When we <laughs> sent the dogs, it, what was the point? Do you know? I know you're it not was a to NASA. See, yeah, to no. see if a living thing could live? I think so, yeah. So like, was there a, bot, a button they would push? To be like, <laughs> yeah. We're alive? We got or it. Just, you... Give us a wolf. I don't know. I think we also sent chips. Give us a... There's a man in there. He's going, give us a wolf. <laughs> Who's a good boy? <laughs> Who's a good boy? Just we got a wolf? All right, cut the transmission. He's gone. And then he just he was, died. I think we sent... We America sent chimps and then Russia sent dogs. And America so, was like... Wouldn't you think it's the opposite? Sorry yeah. to interrupt. No, totally. If a nation was going to be like, we send a... T- I can't do Russia. <laughs> we send... I'm going to just do German. We send out a chimp! <laughs> and we'd be like, we sent dogs. Yeah, America's right. America's animal. They sent like nature's human, like the closest yes. human thing you can get. They No, they sent dogs. They Oh, they sent dogs. We, we sent, sent chimps. the closest to human. Yeah. Which is very... Which that makes sense. so messed up. Because like at the same... Too? Oh, deaf. Yeah, what do you think they're doing? You think they're parachuting back down to earth? Can I they're, tell you? They're gone. Buddy. Do you want to hear the weirdest thing? Yeah, I've said, Katie. Have I said the thing about eating dogs before? I don't think we should eat dogs. I'm just saying <laughs> there was this debate on CNN where they were like, "Should we eat dogs?" And I and the poor guy on the you know it was a, he was videoing and he was going to be arguing for eating dogs. <laughs> and it was I was I was just looking at him and he was, he just looked stressed and sweaty and I I felt so bad for him. And dude, if he didn't come on and convince me, look. <laughs> Here's why. Because we are already killing. See, NASA's killing them. Yeah. And we're killing thousands of dogs, I think, a day. Just by not being cute enough. Like our our thing is like whether somebody wants to adopt you people buy I hate I'm like a big anti-buying dogs person. Don't buy them dogs, you say. Don't buy them dogs, I because say. Because there's lots of there's them. There's ugly little dogs in a dog prison waiting to be killed and that you should And there's cute save. little dogs. My dog was on the, on the chopping block, oh, really? as it were. Yeah, and he's, he's adorbs. Yeah, great. There's yeah. some cute little diamonds in the roughs there. Rough? <laughs> Hey. hey, Diamond in the Rough. That's my uh, that's my charity. I'm going to start Diamond in the Rough. You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait for that. Nt. Um, when I was in Israel, yep, that's Ooh, right. Wow, I Zionism, love Zionism, baby. Every guy's into Zionism to the all three cameras. Um, <laughs> like back on a sitcom set. <laughs> there are cats, and the cats in Jerusalem are like rats. Oh, it's really? Just, and I love cats. I'm a cat I love person. Cat. Me too. Then you get up there and you see enough pirate cats. <laughs> oh, like there's a cat, cat, like weird one, or like one weird eye that's like uh, scanning, like and the a Terminator. Wooden leg. Oh my God. <laughs> you, very quickly you go, these aren't cats. These are a third thing. <laughs> this is another kind of animal. Because they're everywhere and they're just, you, you lose your sympathy because they're so not cute. I can't believe really? I'm saying this. As like I'm saying this, I don't cute. agree with myself. Yeah, I guess you could say deformed, but just like, you know, who shaved the side of your face? <laughs> you like, learned the same lesson that the kids from the Goonies learned when they that, met Sloth. Is that an ugly thing can be beautiful? An ugly thing can be beautiful. Those little yeah. weird-eyed cats. And I just went to Costa Rica, and I got in a big Bragg. argument with my friend, a big Joey humble Bragg. brag. That's my name. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a nightmare. <laughs> That's my opening joke. What a nightmare. Help about the brag. No, it's not. Yeah. Hack. But I just no. went to Costa Rica. <laughs> don't You just cut yourself. Hack. <laughs> don't do that. You got to do that. No, don't do that. There was a cat. Like, me and my friend went there, and um, there was a cat that, like, clearly had ringworm. But was mm. so desperate for affection from the people staying in that like little 
hotel-y commune thing. Yeah. How did you know it had ringworm? Because uh, it like has ringworm, like little bald ringy wormy spots. On oh it. no, really? Yeah. And I was not about to tell this cat you are t- you are not getting the snuggles that you you want. gave it. Yeah, you gave it ringworm. My friend, snuggles? it was like the only argument me and my friend got in the entire week we were in Costa Rica. Was that like, you should love this cat? No, that you. Sh- he didn't think I should. Yeah. I'm giving unconditional love to cats. I'm like Jesus with the guys with leprosy. Yeah. No. Or like Princess Diana with the AIDS guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It or Mother Jesus. Teresa le- leprosy. Of course. If you want to go down in the a- annals, annals, annals of history, the annals of history, the annals of history is a whole other thing. <laughs> you want to go down in the annals of history? Yeah. There are certain porn stars that go down in the annals. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get there. Uh, no, it's annals, isn't it, Katie? It's annals of. It's not channels. I think it's annals. Canals. Canals. The Venetian, if you want to go in the Venetian canals, hang out with lepers. It's right there. <laughs> Everybody's on Instagram and TikTok. You want to be famous, go hang out with some lepers. Yeah, right? But for a long time. I know, The yeah. first nine years, nobody cares. Also, where are the good lepers nowadays? I've never seen like a group of lepers hanging out. No. No? Never see a gag. It's called a gaggle. <laughs> a gaggle of a lepers. A gaggle of lepers. I think in it. There's no good sentence. There's no good Did sentence. Did we fix it? I think there are some parts of the world where... For all of its troubles, <laughs> the United States, it did a good job at uh, cleaning up certain <laughs> yeah. diseases. Smallpox. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Measles. We gave to a bunch of people. Measles. Yeah, smallpox. Although we are doing, we are the country that is like anti-vax. So like when measles just came back, that was us. We it did, came we, back? We brought measles back. It came back for like a little bit. Like some woman refused to vaccinate her kids and then flew on a plane. Uh, her kid got measles and then everybody's like, she's restarted measles. Measles 2.0. They rebooted measles. They rebooted measles. Who cast as measles? <laughs> Sarah Finn, the Marvel lady. <laughs> Who's Sarah Finn? The casting director of like, Marvel and Star Wars. She's like the number one casting director. Oh, she casts all of them. She casts all like the big franchises. Oh, uh, so of course it. you know her name. Of course I know Where's her name. Where's the Joey Bragg? I know. You'd be great in there. Yet. I auditioned for Spider-Man when they were recasting Spider-Man. You'd be great as Spider-Man. I thought so too, Pete. I said the same thing. Because what is thing. it? Uh, who is dead? Stu? What? Who's dead? You're in a movie called? Oh, Sid is dead. How did you not get it from did, Stu is dead? Did your dead? research. I don't Stu know. Stu is dead and it's a three-letter <laughs> S name, is dead. And you're like, I just wanted to hear oh, you say it. Stu is dead. But I'm watching the trailer for Stu is dead. You're the movie that you're, it's already out? It's out. Yeah. It's out, we baby. We filmed it like before pandemic. So it's Pre-plan. Like- Pre-planned. We call it the plan. The plan The plan Yeah, I knew it. As soon as I saw the cross, Look, I'm looking for like... downloads. I'm looking for hits. I'm looking for eyeballs. What do I need to say? <laughs> hey. It was a pandemic. When has Joe, has Joe Rogan been on your podcast? No. You should do that. That's where, you're, that's where the, your viewers are. You want to talk about the pandemic? Yeah. Talk about sending dogs to space. Yeah, I'm doing the... I'm barking up the wrong cosmos. <laughs> hey. Okay, so the pandemic. No, the pandemic. Uh, pre-plan. Yeah, we shot that pre-plan-y. But yeah, when I watched it, I was like, this is very Spider-Man-y. Yeah, and right? Trey, perfect. It's the crazy... It's the greatest part of being Spider-Man without the cool parts being Spider-Man. It's like, I got the nerdy high you school story up. without being like... You're basically Stu is dead is is you but no spider. Yeah. It's Peter Parker gets bullied. <laughs> yeah. Fears for his life. Has a crush that is not rekindled because he doesn't get ripped and loses yes, glasses yes, all of a sudden. Yes. Yeah. But you know. So you auditioned for it. I auditioned for Spider. What was the scene? They you was, still remember the lines? I did. Yeah, of course. You want to go? I, yeah. I printed it out. Is that okay? That'd be great. Um I can do Mary. I can improv Mary Jane. <laughs> Peter. That's, all I have to say. That's pretty good. Peter. 
You're just never around. And then you... <laughs> well, I, I got a bad job. I, I is that Spider Man? That's, that's why I didn't that get it. Good. No, that no. I'm, I was really? saying like, is that Bill Shakespeare over there? Like, I you totally transformed. You'd be a great Spider Man. I in the audition, I I got a callback for it, and uh, in the audition, they they give you like dummy sides to read that aren't p- from the script. And oh, they, of course, because they don't want to. Because they don't want to leak it. And I would. I'm just. I'm like. I'm like reading the superhero movie forums. Like that's my jam. So oh, I really. I would have leaked it. Oh no! But, don't say that. They said they gave me this scene that was like, friend finds out that his other friend is getting to go to space, like so that's and okay. I was making the comedic choice of my character at the end of the scene is like I'm I'm overheating I'm hyperventilating and I was like I'm just gonna go and you know use my comedy chops three cameras one two three none of them are on <laughs> <laughs> this is none just of, like a make a none of them are on yeah <laughs> we we no I'm not gonna yes and that riff I was ready to do it the, the rules of riffing made me want to yes and it but the rules of making you feel welcome uh-huh. oddly uh, terminated the riff nice yeah you you don't see me. that a lot on this no, show no it takes precedent the yes and rule covers almost any topic by yeah the way. I know. you're yes ending here we go we already you already yes and cancelable area you yes and zionism earlier that was that I was just, a risky I just biz acknowledged it. i just acknowledge <laughs> that you said it i think if we play the tape back you'll notice all i said was zionism yeah well thank god these aren't around. these aren't yeah, filming no, they're not on uh anyway i had this dummy audition and i was like i'm gonna make the comedic choice of uh like continuing just improving until they tell me to stop and I have never regretted an audition more. Oh, no. I, t- I took my shirt off. Like, I think that's why they didn't give me Spider-Man, because they saw my weird little skinny body. And they're but like, that's fine. They'll give you some creatine <laughs> and some pull-ups. You'll be blending chicken breasts at 3 yeah. a.m. You'll be fine. I'll do the Hugh Jackman thing. No, miserable for the rest Hugh of my life. Hugh Jackman, was, look, was, like Wolverine, was engineered like Weapon X by another entity. That's true. You know what I'm saying? He did yeah. the efforting, but they were like, this is what you do. I'm not taking it. I am trying to take a little bit away from him. I get it. I'm also, just saying a $100 million franchise, they're going to make sure you look great. Yeah. And now I'm sure he's somewhere going like, crike, I had too much brekkie. And, and he's getting <laughs> yeah. a little... Boy, I miss toast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a gummy worm in 30 years. He's cutting toast with the claws, <laughs> which sick. is a great implement. You yeah. get three slices Although every would, time you go. Would you be sad they're not serrated? You know, that'd be like really annoying every once in a while. But they're adamantium? Yeah. So they don't need to be serrated. Serra- yeah, serration is just because of a deficit in the ability of steel. Wow. Write that down. Serration, serration. is just, <laughs> Somebody put that in your rap song. The deficit? Put that, in your, put that in your rap tune. Yeah. That'll be the chorus. Give that to Ice Cube. Okay. You... Here's the social clip. Joey Bragg regrets his Spider-Man audition. <laughs> I think I would Give be a millionaire. The, the, what's that? I would be a millionaire if yeah. I had just kept my fucking shirt on. Oh, my God. That is so funny. <laughs> Why did you take it off? The scene ends. You're like, I'm going to space. I got to go to space. <laughs> and then you just decide to hyperventilate? I thought it would be really funny to just like continue the bit. To a point of like absurdity. You're nervous. Yeah, because I was. Well, I mean, the character. The is character nervous. is nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, real life, Joey was nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But use I, it. Use it. I was like, use my surroundings. What are these other people going to do? They're going to read the script. They're yeah. going to get to the end, and they're going to finish. You can hear them. You know when you <laughs> yeah, can hear when that happens. <laughs> and you're like, sometimes I get an idea. I'm like, that's how he Me did too. it. Me too. Okay. Also, nice I've, choice. I've done it before where I like I I feel the same way about comedy, which is going to make me sound conceited. I get so much of my confidence by realizing how bad other people are at it. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> That's exactly... It's, I always tell people, go to an open mic. You're afraid to try it, just go to an open mic. Yeah. And just wa- Look, it's not... 
be that, that king. they're terrible. It's that like everyone's terrible. Yeah, and, and then you go up, and then when you watch someone do it well, you, it can embolden you as well. Yeah. So why did you take your shirt off? <laughs> well, I just thought it, honestly, I I didn't add too much like backstory to the character. I wasn't like thinking. I just thought in the moment, like this character's hyperventilating. It would be funny. And different to and take your shirt off to set me, uh, you yeah, know, apart. Yeah, and I think it set me apart, but in like another category, not set me apart in like a Bad good way. Set, apart. set me apart in like. But a, you were playing that you were like panicking. I'm going to space. I'm going to space, and like in a weird like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to do. I'm going to take my shirt off. Yeah. And what does the casting director do? Thank you so much. That's what they said. They said, "Oh, great, thank you so much." That's like the bless your heart. Yeah, exactly. Casting. Uh, thank you so much. You're I, still going. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You're still. You keep waiting going. for cut. I don't stop until I hear cut. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter Parker's friend. I say yes, ending. <laughs> oh my God! You won't break the scene. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever felt worse for a cat? You know who I feel bad for in the in auditions is the always. It, forgive, but it always seems to be an attractive young woman assistant yeah who's running the camera and i feel bad for her because unlike the casting director who's built up a like a psychic shield against all the neediness they seem to still believe in it it's like they yeah. just started working at the farm you know yeah. what i mean like they haven't put down enough cows yet to that's eat. it yeah. so the casting director is like nag yeah. like she's naming them still yeah like, going betsy <laughs> and you can see the toll it takes. So sorry. Go ahead. Oh my go god. Ahead. Oh, Captain Hollywood's calling me. Oh well, you better take it. You better take it. So sorry. Uh, yeah, I like that riff. I think that's ac- accurate and uh, very good. At the end. <laughs> yeah. So but how, you don't get it, and how bummed are you that you didn't get? To I mean, I'm Spider-Man. bummed I don't get everything. But Spider-Man usually, if I don't get a part or like I go out for something and I get close and then I don't end up getting it, I spitefully hate the show. Even when it's good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I will, like, refuse I to I just watch realized it. I was watching The Bear, and I was like, I read for the... It's great when you read for somebody and you're like, oh, there was better. so wrong. Yeah. Uh, and that is the case. It was The Brother or something. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not like him at all. And he's like, fucking incredible. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but sometimes I, I auditioned for something and I thought I should have gotten it. And I will have a hard time enjoying yeah, right? interpretation. And I also had this thing where like, there's nothing against the people that get the parts I auditioned for. But I hate them and they're my mortal enemy. Yeah, yeah. I, they, <laughs> nothing against them, but they must die. They must die for me to succeed. Who got it? Is this the Spider-Man? Tom that, Holland got it. Is that the one? Yeah. They went British. Uncharted? Yeah. Uncharted, Uncharted? guy? I know him more from Uncharted. You know him more from the Uncharted movie? I'm a movie? huge Uncharted fan. Not really? the game. Not the game. Just, <laughs> Just the movie. The movie. Just I actually the think film. the game fell short. <laughs> the movie. Casting Wahlberg as a 90-year-old confidant. <laughs> Was a good choice. Good choice. Casting Wahlberg in Wahlberg could play that chimp in space. He Wahlberg could play would be anything. a great chimp in space. Yeah. Well, that's just because maybe you're thinking he was in Return of the Monkey Men. What is it called? Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Return of the was Monkeys. Was he in the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes? I don't think I've ever seen that one. You are missing is it- zero. You're better. <laughs> yeah. You're better than me for having not. I don't even mean they're that bad. I just. The Planet of the Apes movies, I've never felt more like I should be somethinging. Yeah. But I'm just kind of watching a movie. Once you watch the first one and it ends and you're like, oh, they're on Earth. That's a nice, like, done. We got it. That was the twist. But they were like, no. No. It keeps going. It keeps going. They're still on Earth. How are the monkeys? like, hey, how's it going? You're a monkey? (laughs) 
What's going on over there? This whole government run by monkeys? Oh my god, this is like this is like the government back on Earth, am I right? <laughs> he looks into the camera. It's like a bunch of monkeys in Congress. <laughs> looks at the camera. Watch Transformers 4. October Mark! 24. Mark! Stop it! But it makes the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why did it make the final cut? He had to. He refused to do any other takes. He had to. <laughs> I, I knew somebody that was in a Mark Wahlberg movie and, and they were like scared. I think they were he's just so powerful. Yeah. And he's like a producer. And you know he's committed hate crimes too. So you're like, this guy is. You mean the blinding? He's going to do, yeah, the blinding thing. Yeah, the and blinding the rocks thing. and the throwing in the rocks and stuff. They were throwing rocks? Yeah, throwing rocks. I and didn't know the rocks. Shouting racial slurs. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. But Donnie. Donnie did nothing wrong. Why do we annex Donnie? Annex? <laughs> what, what do we call that? What do we do? Get rid of no, Donnie? That's great. In the N- NBC show, The Office, Donnie's desk is next to Toby. He's yeah. in the annex. Yeah, exactly. But Wahlberg, he's in Michael Scott's office. <laughs> what did I just see? Donnie Wahlberg like does a reality show. Not the does he? I think so. It's like a it's like a true crime. He's the guy that walks in and then Deborah was never seen again, or was she? I'm Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> or was she? Donnie, please stick to the script. <laughs> she wasn't seen again. That's this is we're ending the piece. We I don't need suspense. So bad. For, I think about Donnie Wahlberg. Somebody said this uh, that they were writing Jim Belushi's uh, autobiography with Jim Belushi, yeah, who we all know as the brother of John Belushi, yeah. And Jim Belushi said the funniest thing, and I think the same thing applies to Donnie Wahlberg. He said, "When I die." The first line of my obituary will read, Jim Belushi, brother of John Belushi, who died of a heroin overdose yeah. at the Chateau Marmont. Like the first two lines yeah. of his obituary yeah. will be. Did John Belushi die at the Chateau Marmont? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I made that up. But it was heroin. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, the Chateau Marmont? Buddy, I'm going to say something hot take because I'm going for clicks. Ooh, wow. I'm just kidding. Zionism, baby. Look, all, all three. <laughs> uh, I'd rather be Donnie than Mark every Whoa. single day. Why? Every single day. But the muscles, the looks, the fame, the fortune. Those muscles are like a <laughs> shitty dog you have to walk 28 times a day. It keeps waking you up, shitting on the sofa. You have to pray for a movie where you're a little bit fat. So <laughs> Boy, can... do I miss toast. Exactly. Yeah. And Wahlberg has to get up and eat. I've heard Wahlberg, Mark complain about having to gain weight for a role he's like it's not fun you gotta wake up and eat a fucking pizza at 2 a.m like he takes it even that is joyless i'm like you can't even get fat happy what roles is mark Wahlberg needing to commit to that that he's beefy that he needs to get like what soft no one's hiring mark Wahlberg. heavier to, yeah what do i say fat. you can say heavier can i say fat? i don't think you can say beef i don't think i can say beefier i don't think i can yeah. say fatter anymore no Overweight Heavier. Is, no, yeah. overweight assumes that weight. Yeah, exactly. Don't there's assume no, weight. There's no normal weight. There's no normal weight. Yeah, normal weight. Normal weight. Yeah, we're all normal My 600-pound life? You're a normal, normal weight. weight. You know why? Because it's what's happening. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's your homeostasis. That's right. Being that. Yeah, that's right. Super big. Don't say being that, because <laughs> that really sounded like you were talking about a truck. <laughs> this is what you are. I mean, You're this. And it's like, my name's Daniel. <laughs> All right, that. In the scale from like Don't humans say to scale trucks. when talking about- They're closer to trucks. <laughs> well, I mean- Closer to trucks than I am. On one level. Yeah. A, a number which is not you. Yeah. Their it's mobility a, is not as close to trucks as I am. I, I could mimic a truck mobile-wise that's better interesting. than they can. Well, the MPH, you're <laughs> yeah. more like a truck. Way more like a truck. LBS, 
They're more, more like a truck. This is a confusing area because we're both trying to be body positive and, and inclusive, and yeah. yet there's still kind of like a minty aftertaste of body shame. I think that's my fault. I think I did that. And, but I, in the role of yes anding, you have, did it. We happily uh, joined you. I wish that I could say that I started this podcast thinking I'm going to see what Peter yes and me too. It's a great, and it's a documentary. <laughs> yeah, we want to see supersize me if we can take someone down by getting him to yet. That's like a Sasha Baron Cohen. Level. That is, yeah, that's pretty oh, much his whole show. I think bo- hot take number two. First, Donnie over Mark every yeah, day. I'm crazy. not even done with that. Okay, yeah. muscles are like a dog. You have to walk 28 times a day. That's number one. Let me let me tell you, hot take number two. What were we just saying? Uh, yes, ending. Yes, ending. Body shaming. I live in the now, Pete. I, I know. It's, I can tell we're very similarly wired. It's going to be an issue for remembering <laughs> what we were just talking about. <laughs> what were we talking about? People yes anding, yes and, yes anding someone to cancellation. Yeah. Yes that's anding right. someone to cancellation. That's a cool. Oh, thing. Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, yeah. There we go. Borat, well baby. We're back. I think Borat is in, uh, I'm going to say three years. So, Katie, it's 2023. By 2026. Uh, there will be a full-scale Borat was never okay. Really? Yeah, I you think, think so. so? And I, I'm saying this as a fan of Borat, so I, there I go. Huh. <laughs> I wow. just fell off the flat earth. You're not coming on a Who is America. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even catch it. I'm just saying, like, it'll be... You know when you watched videos of, like, fucking... I don't know. Like old stand-up even. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there was a time when it was okay to put in buck teeth and, and pretend yeah. to be Asian. I'm I yeah. am saying that is wrong. Yeah. But there was a time that that was made. There was a beautiful time in history is what you're saying. I didn't say beautiful. <laughs> don't make me essay on that. There was a horrid time in history and we evolved. And I think sometimes I'll see Sasha on a talk show being like, and and Kazakhstan got really mad that I was pretending to be the ambassador of Kazakhstan yeah. and I took a shit on the table. <laughs> What's up, Kazakhstan? There's a time, I'm saying 2026, when we're all going to go like, oh yeah, that's not okay. Even and, now. Yeah, you can say it now. It's sprinkling in now. Look, in the documentary about that turn this conversation will be audio only over a black and white photo of him and it'll only be like four seconds yeah <laughs> i think too with with the whole thing about borat is that like it's a country that nobody knows and i'm going to come out as this character from this country nobody knows right. and that's like how we got away with it because right. everyone's like kazakhstan they know it's a country but they don't know anything enough right to like right be able to tell this which is an you actor. could say in Sasha's defense that's part of the joke yeah is that like you're ignorant. But every, I just literally for the, probably my first time in my whole life met a woman from Kazakhstan. Yeah. Like last week. And the first thing out of her mouth was, uh, Borat, Borat, we think Borat is sexy hot. Like that was her joke and her bit. And I was like, oh, you have to lean into yeah. what another country did to it's mock like you because that's all anybody knows. Melania. Yeah, it's true. It's like being named Melania is being from Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah. And there are probably as many people in America named Melania as there are people in Kazakhstan. I'll go on the record saying that. I don't care. Yeah. I'm going for a click. Find it. Name another Melania. I can't. Melania Lewinsky. I know Melania. Guess what? She's Lonnie now. Oh, of yeah, course. Because she was a child. And I don't even think it was necessarily like staunch, but it was just like, we don't need that. We don't need, we that. Don't need it. Yeah. We don't need it. I got that. There was a... Oh, even uh, the hardcore Trump people aren't like... Nobody's like really into Melania, are <laughs> yeah. they? I don't think so. She did that thing where she wore that jacket that was like, I don't care or I don't give a shit or whatever, yeah. remember? Yeah, I have the same jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you almost put it on today. I'm wearing it under this, actually. <laughs> yeah, I felt yeah, that. I with, don't care. With slu- Stu is dead. I was like, oh, this guy's wearing it. I don't give a shit jacket. <laughs> um, but she... 
She's famous she, for that. She was a hero for that for a little bit. She it was, was like also after a hero. A, there's a lot of well, people who don't like Trump. There's a lot of hero Melania moments where she like moves her hand out of yeah, his. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I see. Yeah, it's a I weird see you thing playing both sides. Well, you me? Yeah, you're trying to keep those views. You're like not trying to talk bad about you know, Melania. Not not that anything's wrong with Melania. <laughs> Our former president's beautiful ex-wife. The first lady. Yeah. Nobody, where's the book? Yeah. No book. We didn't see her portrait either. No portrait? I didn't think so. At least I haven't looked at it. They up. just framed the NDA that she signed. <laughs> yeah. Instead of a portrait of Melania in the White House, there's an NDA that she signed. <laughs> there's a, uh, there was a thing, uh, you know, a- Adam Pally. I know Adam Pally. Adam Pally did. I don't know if it was his company or somebody he was working with. But they did this thing called Donate, and there was a. They made a bunch of sweatshirts, and like you would pick one, and the Planned Parenthood one. If you paid like thirty dollars for the sweatshirt, on the back had a picture of Melania Trump that she like paid. She did a modeling campaign. S- campaign, I guess. What sure. do you call it? a skit? I almost said a little skit. A little modeling. Put that skit. in one of your skit. Put this look in one of your skits. <laughs> That's what her parents said. She was on a private jet in a bikini with like a gold pistol. And she's holding out a gold pistol. And like that was the picture on the back. Picture on the back. And I would wear that sweatshirt and people would come up to me all the time. And it's always like, not the, you know, you you can't tell a Trumpy person unless they're like wearing the hat, but you can always like smell them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel the Trumpies. And whenever they would (laughs) come, they're coming. Not always true. Yeah, it's not always true. Going for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big fans though, big fans. Uh, he won ahead. the election. Go. Um, <laughs> go too far. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Go ahead. But and it, so many people would come up to me and be like, "That sweatshirt's distasteful." That sweatshirt's and it was my favorite thing to just be like, "This is our first lady. This is yeah." The you show some respect. This is our queen. Yeah, this That's is something she chose to do because this gives off the energy of what the White House is now. Hilarious. Now, big I'll- boobies, guns. And a golden gun. Golden gun. Like yeah. a James Bond villain. That was her KFC private jet photo. <laughs> yeah. I still, when I think about that photo, it kind of makes me happy. Just like, KFC, yeah. Nobody's been as happy as Trump biting into some KFC. Somebody said think. if it wasn't for the, the deaths and the awful stuff that Trump did, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> yeah, people forget about the COVID mismanagement that led oh, to yeah. so much. So much. I mean, there was some the locking kids up at the border. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, yeah. lot of that. I mean, You're just, right. You're catching me being... I'm whitewashing yeah, it. Yeah. I, I don't just whitewash him. I whitewash everything. I'm just going around being like... Yeah. <laughs> like doing my best to be so a happy silly. guy but it is it is a uh, fucking crazy yeah know? it is crazy yeah, 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 yeah. and i was thinking i was talking about this to somebody else that's like my age i was born pretty cool and then five years later 9-11 four years later a recession uh like whatever eight years later trump and then a pandemic yeah dude. i've never had just like a chill five-year stint Dude, I had like, so I was 22 when 9-11 happened. I had 22 rocking years. Wow. Of smoking in bars and stuff. Yeah. Like Bart Simpson, <laughs> just skateboarding around, smoking and eating veal and just like high-fiving everyone. Do you know I, I do remember it pretty fondly. This is this is the danger. This is how you'll turn me into a conservative in my later years. Yeah. Because I'll get older and just a little bit like, be like remember that? And you'll be like, oh, yeah. And then like I'll be voting for terrible things. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I won't. But I'm saying that is how they get you. Yeah. I'm feeding you. you goop through a spoon. And yeah. Like, and, you go, and the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm a Nazi. Yeah. Um, people talk about pre-9-11. Pre-9. Because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like in an era. When were you born? Uh, 96 so okay. it's five all right and it is like 9 11 is my first memory 
You remember it? Like literally, it's my first memory. Yeah, what do you, it's your number one. Like I can, I can't like predate. I have to imagine that when nine eleven happened, you eating play doh dissolved. Exactly. You know I mean? Like it, <laughs> yeah. it was like this is more. This Suddenly, is more my Lego hard. towers I'm making are incredibly in distasteful. Taste, yeah, yeah, bad, bad taste. But so you, what are you seeing it on TV? Or? I was uh, in the second tower. And <laughs> no, you, that I, would be crazy. That'd be crazy. And I got down the stairs uh <laughs> i can't this is a yes and i can't i, I can't doing it again yeah um no i was just my it was weird because my uh, my mom's family was in town like my grandma was in town and she was staying with us so like that was weird you know like the memories that you hold on to from when you're a kid are just the ones where something's out of place like so oh, many yeah. days blend together my, yeah, yeah yeah my grandma was i woke up and my mom who should have been at work so and if my a national grandma, tragedy wasn't enough your grandma is also like putting the butter in the wrong part yeah. of the fridge <laughs> yeah exactly grandma <laughs> I also don't think if like like I wouldn't have remembered it if nine eleven hadn't happened. And so my grandma has nine eleven to thank a little bit because oh, I wouldn't yeah. have remembered her visiting me when I was so young. Okay, if it wasn't for nine eleven. Okay. Uh, but I just remember walking downstairs and like my parents or my mom and my grandma were like sobbing, crying, and I was at the top of the stairs and I looked on the TV. And I was like, "This isn't Blue's Clues. This is yeah. This is, this is happening. Different. Yeah. What a tragedy. <laughs> what a tragedy. I mean, I obviously it is, and it also for you is what I meant. That That's a hard early memory. Yeah, but it wasn't like it clicked. I didn't like, it wasn't like I looked at it, I was like, this will be a memory for, this is yeah. 9-11. Yeah. Like, I just thought awoken it. a sleeping giant. <laughs> yeah. Joey? <laughs> Little Joey? Yeah. Uh, so but little. your life has been, you know, marked with a lot more there's, tragedy. There's just a lot of like, yeah, like big significant. I, I always feel like uh, when people talk about the moments in American history where we were like prosperous and the, how the people in the 70s talk about like, oh, we just had sex, did drugs and watched yeah. Jimi Hendrix. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they had to worry about. And right. there's always been like a little bit in the back of my head where like even in my 20s, I was like fighting for civil rights, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but also forgive me for sounding like an old person, but you also were raised with phones and the internet. Yeah, that's true. When I think of my pre nine time, like when I when nine eleven happened, I think I had a Nokia phone with really? a snake on it. Like this, this nice. is nice. Yeah, this was I was in Chicago, so this is before I got my Palm Trio. I go by phones. <laughs> Palm Trio, which was the coolest phone to have. Is that the one that flips that No, no, it out? had a little keyboard. Oh, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It was and and a stylus, which uh, we thought was the best. And if you gave it ten minutes, it could check your email. Oh really? <laughs> And if you had 45 free minutes, you could reply, LOL. Uh, you guys, that is so, so well. So nice back it's so then. so quaint. But like, <laughs> there is a forced level of presence. Like, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe you don't, I'm assuming you do. When you're, maybe you forgot your phone or you're just consciously not looking at your phone and you're in a boring situation, like yeah. a delayed flight or traffic or a walk or whatever. And you just kind of like, for me, I realize like the key to so much is to just sink into what you're doing. And it's really hard to do that when you have your phone. And if you don't, you go like, oh my God, that's the answer. Well, it isn't, it isn't because there was, we did that for 22 years. I did that yeah. for 22 years and I wasn't Buddha. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So it's not a solution, but life was more vital. There was, there's a, there's a meme that goes around of like, it'll post a photo from I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, cell phones were invented during 9 11, yeah. but pre 9 11, they'll be like, look at these people just living in the moment and not looking at their phones, enjoying. And then it'll be a picture of like everybody reading the newspaper on the subway. Yeah. Or like uh, everyone reading a book. Or, you know, they, there was always. We've been distracting ourselves. My yeah. big point is my family, nobody was on their phone, but they were all stuck in the labyrinth of their brains. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? When you're talking to somebody and they're just like, <laughs> 
That's their fucking phone. That's what makes phones so That's offensive. Snake. They're playing they're Snake playing. in their phone. <laughs> Literally. I did it on the ride down. I just caught myself. I was really, my brain was taking to task some nonsense. Like, what am I going to have for lunch? It might as well be. But it was grinding on that as if it was like deeply important. <laughs> it was robbing me of the moment. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying or present or, or aware of anything. It's That's what I try and that's, I've been, I work on in therapy the most is I'm like, I just want to be president because I also think I want to be president. <laughs> I want to be president. <laughs> Do it. Do yeah. it, therapist. Um, but like, it's, it's, I think, especially for comedy, like, I always feel like I'm not going to like the funniest I the funniest I can be is when I am like present, w- present and yeah. confident and awash of any yeah. the moment I'm second guessing myself I'm getting fucked up with the timing and I'm yeah. not thinking yeah and that's really hard to do well I think that's one of, we've we've said this before but like rock climbing I know <laughs> saying stand up is like rock climbing but it is you're going from joke to joke and you could fall at any minute so yeah. it like forces you. In the same way that I imagine gambling does, or watching a, a, a sporting game, or <laughs> rock climbing, or surfing, or anything. Something that demands your attention is always going to yeah. make you feel really present. But also creating stand-up. I was thinking, like Van Gogh painted that chair, and it's just a fucking chair, right? It's a $20 chair, and now it's a priceless work of art. And it's because he actually saw it. We all know the quality of real seeing. It's almost like yeah. capital S seeing. When you can really look at a tree, it's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. So much so that if an artist really looks at a tree and paints it, it can become priceless. Yeah. So we're trying... Comedy can be can come from a similar place where it's like, I really looked at... I had a moment of clarity in, when it comes to... And it could be some bullshit. It could be like the ball pit at McDonald's. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter, but you were clear and looked at something honestly it can also be written from the opposite just the most cobwebby yeah nonsense my favorite comedy though is the the comedy that makes you just go like like it's it's that common thought that everyone's had yeah that nobody was able to like put into a sentence or figure out yeah. why they were that they were thinking that yeah, way. yeah yeah didn't you have that joke about uh back when paul rubens got scandalized for oh, yeah. masturbating in a theater what was your line you said that's the what? second creepiest thing you can do in a porno theater. Number one being not masturbating. Not masturbating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought about that a lot. I was like, you know what? What might be number two isn't masturbating is seeing someone masturbating and reporting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, who goes into a porno theater and was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking good. What are you doing? Like, that's what it is. It's a darkened... It, like, harkens back to, like, ancient Greece. Like, we still have these relics of ancient yeah. Greece where it's like, look, we don't have... Like, like orgies anymore but there are dark theaters where you can jizz right on the ground <laughs> yeah and everyone's fine with it it's so unless are there still those i think it's because also there's a bunch porno of people... theaters don't really happen anymore do... i don't know do why they? i looked at katie katie, katie <laughs> you seem like a porno theater kind of kind of gal katie loves going to a good porno theater also they're called adult arcades which like nowadays an adult arcade is just an arcade I'm just picturing called... a claw machine with dildos in it. That's <laughs> yeah. all I'm picturing. I almost got it. <laughs> Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man together. If you win, they fuck. Forget it. And the score is always 69. Hey-o. Okay. <laughs> Look, you made me yes and it again. I, I'm stuck. I'm bound by law. This one's cancelless. You can't get canceled. We're talking about Mr. and Mrs. No. Pac-Man. And if you were, it would be worth it. You'd be like, he got taken down for a Miss and Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man 69 joke. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. They can't 69. They're circles. They can only eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hot. Eight action. Like an eight and infinity, which is sleeping next Ooh, to each other after they have yeah, sex. Yeah, they infinity each other. 
Yeah. I going back to no, no, no. We're 9/11. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> Real quick, run back to 9/11. Um, also love the art in here. Love all. Oh, of this. thanks, man. So cool. You get to see that way. I know. Not you guys. Losers. Not you guys. Sorry, suckers. <laughs> um, but. What about because you when people talk about post 9 11, there's a lot of stuff that's not just airports that they talk about. Like, yeah. they're like, Oh, we used to smoke in bars and we could smoke inside. Well, and I think then 9 11 happened. Yeah, 9 11 had nothing to do with that. Really? Okay, because in yeah. up until this very moment when this you is, said that, you were now years old. My head, they were like, And by the way, we're also going to stop smoking inside. No, and we're going to war after 9 11. I think the Patriot Act. A lot of those like surveillance things, okay, kind of got introduced. So this this cultural understanding that even right now our phones might be listening to us, that is kind of a nine eleven phenomenon. <laughs> that huh. snowball started rolling down the hill, yeah, nine eleven because. That was when I remember the first people being like, I don't care if they listen to me because I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Which is fine. That's that's valid in a certain sense. But it's people would be like, but that's a slippery slope. Yeah. And now, you know, you grew up in a time where it's all it's always been like that. Yeah. I'm not yeah. You're like, of course I'm being filmed. I'm in I'm at a child's lemonade stand. Of course <laughs> yeah. I'm being photographed. Yeah. Also, it's like I come from a world where the I never felt like the opportunity to avoid that was given to me like yeah. you know i i'm by the time i was like 10 years old i had three email accounts to get into neopets and pokemon.com and yeah i'm not gonna pretend that those websites aren't taking my information and right doing stuff with it it's just right the way well that's was. also the facebook of it all it seems very folksy to be like but they're selling our information yeah and you're like you know what is the most modern a- application of this idea and i'm guilty of it as well is i l- catch myself liking my instagram ads because it knows what i like more than i know what i like (laughs) yeah it's and that's kind of fucking weird isn't it it is but i'm calling bullshit on myself because i can't even really tell you why i don't like that yeah you used to have to sit through like i don't drink i already referenced that earlier with the liquid death but it's like so i don't get alcohol ads you, I, nobody gets alcohol ads I'm just saying like there was a time yeah, no, you'd be watching saying. TV and there'd be a Budweiser ad and you'd be like this isn't for me. for me not for me yeah. <laughs> but now you get ads <laughs> la, 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 and it's la, la. just for you and I can hear myself being like isn't that better but it does just sort of keep me in the the temptation is to buy into the fallacy that's right the fallacy wow. say so many like philosophical stuff today no? Two camera, <laughs> uh, that buying stuff will make you happy, um, yeah. and it doesn't. But I know I'm a part of that, though. I, I love. Of course my... you are. Yeah. What's a see? Okay, this is going back to the '80s when we started calling people bums, <laughs> or like the Big Lebowski. He's a loser. Yeah. He's not a consumer. Yeah. He's not buying anything other than fucking vodka and Kahlua <laughs> and yeah. a little bit of cream. Gross. I, when I remember when I was like 21, I was like, "One right Russian, please." And I was like, mm, "And no, thank you. <laughs> so take it back." If you want a sombrero? That's just cream that? and Kahlua. There's Ew, no vodka. That's disgusting. No, just drink it. Ugh. That's what you are. That's what you're that That's, kind of guy. That guy. What is it? A sombrero? Yeah. One sombrero, please. A sombrero the is the official drink of the post-Bible study <laughs> ladies' night. A uh, couple sombreros. That is, that's you to a T. You're Me? a post-Bible studies ladies' night kind of guy. I would love to be sipping sombreros <laughs> with a bunch of ladies. Actually, I wouldn't. I feel like that would get really weird. <laughs> yeah. If we could have a no theology agreement. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That would be fine. Uh, Post Bible study, we've done enough talking about God. We got it out of our system. Got it out of our system. Let's talk about 
Because as much as I love talent. talking about God, it, it can it can freak me out pretty easily. Yeah. When somebody believes something that I think is atrocious, <laughs> and they believe it real, but it's like their identity. <laughs> yeah. It's like politics. It's you know what I mean. It's like there are certain areas that you don't talk about because you're actually the. It's been blurred. Yeah. Your opinion and who you are has become one thing. Especially you were now. saying, you know, Trumpers, even that is a temptation to go like, if they voted this, uh, look, I'm not trying to get every both sides of the aisle to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying they do that to us. Snowflakes or whatever. Snowflake. Yeah, Snowflake is good. Snowflake is okay because yeah. those fall from the sky. <laughs> Yeah, I know they call it snowflakes. Oh, I'm so sorry. The things that are all unique, beautiful, and gorgeous, and like of you know, and melt. phenomenon and melt and melt so melt right away. Man. Unless it's really cold, I wouldn't want a bunch of snowflakes running the country. I mean, literal <laughs> snowflakes. Because yeah. even if they have great ideas, if it gets like all the forty degrees in there, they get wet. <laughs> get I snowflakes run the country. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have thoughts. We're believing. <laughs> We're taking that insult too far. <laughs> anyway, but buying, oh, the dude, right? Have you seen The Big Lebowski? Yeah, of course. So the first thing he does is, the first time you meet him is he's buying cream and he writes a check. And that's like this big, and I agree, it's hilarious. Look at this idiot. He doesn't even have, it's like a check for 19 cents or oh, something. Okay. Yeah, that's his problem is he's not buying into the consumerism, yeah. consumeristic model. Uh, and he wears and a saying, robe outside. <laughs> exactly. Well, have you heard that statistic? If they stopped making clothes, it would be fine. Like we have enough clothes. <laughs> have you heard that? No, but we it's don't so need any true. more clothes. We also don't need any more furniture. Yeah, we're good. Or, or I, I'm, I don't know about other industries, so I won't bring them <laughs> You're in. You're so worried about alienating like people that make the couches. Car, the car industry. Oh, the United Auto Workers on strike. Are they? Yeah, as of two days ago. Are we still? Uh, SAG, SAG is, is writers. Do you think SAG will end? I don't know. I'm part now of me thinks WGA that it, part of me thinks that we're just gonna like keep going. No, that we're gonna do the opposite. That we're just gonna be like, well, our friends are going back to work, but I don't know. And they'll go back to work too. We're asking for completely different things. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think it has to be once it's in the ether, strikes ending. Yeah. I think we're that simple. I think yeah, right? the people that are withholding they'll go like well strikes are ending even though <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah well it's in the wind strike summer it's fall now because it was the first day of or the 22nd was the first day of fall so it's like it does feel like we're like whoa it's pumpkin I think it's spice seasonal. season i think it's seasonal yeah i i think so much is going on that has just i'm not talking like you could plan scientifically, but like every year around this time, both Val and I become very productive. Yeah. It's almost like Val said, she was like, it's almost like the leaves know they're going to die. So they burst and get red and green and orange and all that. Not green, That's but beautiful. orange. So it's almost like we're the same way. It's like the year's ending and yeah. like you have this burst of creativity. Huh. I That's, also like, sorry. Nope. To interrupt you, but no, I, no, I no. also like that like you were touching on that it's just like we're just over it kind of. I like to think that the writers ended the strike not because the contract was good, but because they didn't want to explain to their family at Thanksgiving why they were striking and why it was still going. Joey, I'm going to say... <laughs> in the recesses of our brain, in the annals of history, <laughs> that that's a consideration. Everyone at the yeah. table is going like, I can't have Thanksgiving be. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on with the strike? My dad has asked me several times, does the strike affect you? <laughs> and I'm, and I've, I've just been like, I feel like we've talked about this, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> kind of. Let's talk a little bit about how you and I know each other. We're already like 90 hours in. Are we? Yeah, this is going by so fast. My palms, I also it's drank over. coffee before this, so if I'm coming across this. Can like, you what? 
I, what? Can you coffee? I said I drank coffee before. Oh. And I don't really drink coffee. I was sitting in my car drinking the coffee going, this is a drug. I'm doing a drug. And I've decided to do a drug for the first time in a while. Do drugs. F- before being on camera. <laughs> just kidding. I just <laughs> look at you and go, do, do the drugs. good drugs. Do drugs. The clean ones. No, coffee is... Coffee's coffee used to be considered a hallucinogen. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. There were people that stayed up all night drinking coffee. This is in Michael Pollan's book. It's like, huh. they were like considered insane i mean i think the people coffee, that drink coffee coffee's like more powerful than weed is of course it is yeah so like why is it so many people are like i can't i'm not myself until i've had my cup of coffee no right. one's like because you're in withdrawal yeah exactly but i say this look drug I, i've quit everything and i'm like and after i it doesn't matter when i quit coffee just to see if i could do it and then i was like you gotta have something. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta have. Something. Papa needs his vices. Stand up's a drug too. It's all it is, chemical yeah. things that sex can be a drug. Everything's a drug. Yeah. Meaning, if there's something outside of you that causes an internal reaction, it can be drugified. I suppose. Yeah. Cocaine is a drug. Well, I don't think that's true. Okay. Yeah, I knew I was overstepping. A, just watch yourself. You knew so much. She is in New York. It's natural. <laughs> it's it derived from naturally. the coca leaf. So. <laughs> You're really putting down the, the economies, South America. That's I think true. What you're saying is very slanderous. So their whole economy, oh, you, is, whole economy is based on cocaine, Pete. I didn't say that. That's on the back of their money. <laughs> it's all cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So you and I have a uh, unique have history. history. Yeah. And why don't you go? Me go? You started stand up when you were nine. <laughs> I was thirteen. Thirteen. I actually went back. And found the messages that I had sent you. How was this on Facebook? MySpace? <laughs> yeah. Facebook. It was 2000. Can you turn on the AC, actually? It was 2000. Oh, do I look like sh- schwitzy? Oh, you have like storage up there. You got a little shimmer. Yeah. But it's really more I'm for also, me. I wear like this sweater shirt. It's nice. It's nice, it's right? It's not quite a cardigan. It's not quite a shirt. Yeah, exactly. A little in between. A shirtigan. Yeah. You say we should stop making clothes. Now we should stop making I didn't clothes. say we should. I said we could. Do you know who should stop making clothes? Little kids in Asia. Speed agree. Yeah, speed agree. That's that's progressive, baby. You take no persuasion <laughs> on that one. Go on. Yes, and uh, so I was. Yeah, I was like thirteen. I I want to read the message too. Go ahead. I, it, I can't wait. It made me cringe so. I can't wait. I went back yesterday. And here's the like, other clip, <laughs> Joe. Here's the other social clip. Joey Bragg reads email. <laughs> I can't wait. It was because I was 13 and you were like my favorite comic at the time. And I Good just to know I've been to, usurped. <laughs> yeah, at the time. Good to know. At the time, now it's me. Uh, no, there you go. But yeah, self-confidence, Attaboy. baby. <laughs> you taught me well. Attaboy. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I just saw, I saw the movie Funny People, uh, the Judd Apatow movie, Your Good Friend. Yeah. And I was like 12 or 13 and i was like this is i'm such a big comedy fan i didn't realize what like went into it and then, then I you just, saw the movie then i saw the movie and i get like oh it's writing and it's this whole thing and i was just a probably an undiagnosed kid with adhd that was just hyper fixated on it and i uh didn't know like the logistics of starting or like how like you know i'm not just like gonna go to a family reunion and ask for five minutes like yeah. i didn't get it yeah and I sent you. I'm going to read it now because I can't wait. It's I. By I, the way, my movie same experience was comedian. The movie comedian. Oh really? I was like, oh, there's. You take something you said at dinner, yeah, and then you expand on it, and then you say it to strangers and pretend you were thinking of it just then. Yeah, right. Stand up comedy. It's great. It's so easy. <laughs> um, let me find. And then yeah, th- this is 
a whole nother level of like cringe for me because I can't I, wait. I went back and I read like other messages that I had sent, and at the same time, I'd like to other comedians, to other comedians, but also like right up before that, I broke up with my middle school girlfriend in like the chat, like right after you messaged oh. me back, I was like. Hit the big leagues. Got to gotta break up with my middle school girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, you big timed her. Yeah, I big timed her. Oh, no more. So in uh, on November eighth. Oh, it's almost our anniversary. November eighth. Our anniversary. <laughs> November eighth. November eighth. Two thousand nine. Okay, look, I'm not forcing it. I'm just saying you wrote me in November, which Val and I have c- agreed. Yeah, it's a very like forward moving, creative, fertile, like create, yeah. expand, give. It is. It's very true. It's true. Um, I said, Dear Pete, very formal. Very nice. Dear My Pete. name is Joey, and I am a 13-year-old aspiring comedian. I have been writing jokes for several months, but I have been telling jokes my whole life. Smart. Not bad. Recently, I've been trying to figure got? out... Or recently, I've been trying to find out how to get started, but being only 13, I don't know of any comedy clubs that will let me perform. You are my favorite comedian. I first saw you on College Humor, and you have made me laugh my ass off ever since. Ooh, ass. Letting me know. I, yeah, You're I'm down cool. for grown-up talk. I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. Come on, don't, dude. Don't be give me the straight shit, Because also, I read some of the messages, and I don't know who replied, because some of it just says Facebook user. They deleted their Facebook. I sent like a very similar message oh, to yeah, somebody. Oh, yeah, copy and paste. And I got back a... You're scaring me. <laughs> From somebody named Eddie. So it's either Eddie Ift or Eddie Pepitone, but regardless, I freaked him out. I bet it was Ift. Yeah, probably. Eddie would have been like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God, stay away. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. The no, pep, no, the no, pep. No, little pep. Um, I said, I live in San Francisco, California, and I would really love for you to help me. And if you have any advice, I would love to hear it. I promise I'm not one of those kids who makes it all up as I go along. I really hope you can help. Sincerely, Joey Bragg. P.S. If you do read this, please accept this friend request, and I will send you some of my jokes so you could look them over. <laughs> I don't have any cringe here. Really? I think that's great. Uh, I think it's more my grammar and my inability to capitalize the letter I. No. And then the the non capital I lets me know that you're a cool dude. Yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're keeping it cash. Keeping it cash. I think for a thirteen year old that was exceptional. Really? And I remember reading it. Really? As you read that, I was like. Yeah, there's a certain mood. I wish I was in that mood all the time. It's just like the heart space. Yeah, you're just right. Kind of probably not too stressed, not too busy, checking out some fucking email requests. Yeah, <laughs> I love this me. I think I know. I love this honestly. <laughs> that's what, what what when I contacted you, I was like thinking about it from a position I'm in now, where not that I get messages like this all the time, but yeah. I get some along the same so I'm lines. Sure you do. Block them immediately. Yeah, insta-block. Yeah. <laughs> insta- well, idea. You're clogging up all the space for my hose. Sometimes it can get a little weird. That's only happened once, one, maybe once or twice in my career. So some people are guarded. Like, for example, if you went up to Amy Schumer and, and said that to her, yeah. and she w- dismissed you politely, I would understand that because I think the bigger you get, the crazier things get. Yeah, right. But you reached me at a nice time. Yeah. Not, and I'm not at that level now. I think... you know. I mean, I think this was before your Comedy Central presents. I think like oh, so it was pre presents because then yeah, because your what pre- year two thousand nine was that pre presents? No, I had done my presents. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Two thousand nine, I got divorced in two thousand. See, you go by nine eleven, I go by my divorce. <laughs> two thousand, I go by nine eleven. Seven, I got uh, divorced. 2009, I had done my Comedy Central Presents. I'm oh, pretty, okay. Or I, I was about to do it. They maybe. were just, this was around the time when they had just like refurbished Comedy Central Presents. I'm going to trust you. I, I think I'm about to do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this was before, but maybe I'm wrong. I think you're right. Um, then you replied, 
uh, November 10th, the next day, next which day? is huge. Next day delivery. Yeah, yeah my I best friend. you. Yeah, you did prime me. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos, baby. Uh, you said... <laughs> And your grammar and, and like capitalism, it's great. You're it's perfect. Great. You took time with this. Which I was took like, time. You I said, like that I separated the, uh, yeah. the paragraphs. with. with and this. in my head, this was like five pages long. Of like course. in my memory. And yeah, I look yeah, at yeah. it. And you just yeah. maybe took you 15 minutes, but changed my whole life. I love look it. Look at us. I like this. Uh, you said, hey, Joey. Can I think we, it's great. Can you th- run that part where I said I changed his life? <laughs> yeah. Like, Replay that echo part. Echo it like and a vine. And then bookend it with Zionism. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Um, you said, hey, Joey, I think it's great that you've decided to do comedy. The best thing you can do is perform as much as you can and watch as much as you can. TV specials, CDs, anything you can watch and study and learn from. Then find an open mic at a coffee shop or somewhere you don't have to be 21 and give it a try. I think you'll have a blast. If all else fails, you can do your own show somewhere. See if your parents or someone you know will help you set up an open mic for you and your friends to do some music, comedy, etc. There are no other opportunities to create some of your own. Starting early is great. Best of luck. Pete. Well, right? It's weird that I agree with my own advice. No, it's not. I'm like, yeah, that's right on. And what did you do? Uh, I went up at a coffee shop in uh, San Jose at Phil's Coffee. I messaged you after like updates, and then you got to the point where uh, you stopped responding as as much, and then that's where the cringe reels really starts for me because I'm like, I know you haven't responded in a while. I just want to let you know, like oh, that's no. that's too much for me to think to even read back. Well, I but, hate it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean is it was this little uh, moment of being free and clear and yeah. open hearted. Yeah. And then and then you get lost in your own stuff and, and then I'm probably not even looking. It's no, not of course. like I'm, I'm not blaming these, also no, you did respond a bunch of times. Like we, oh, okay. we had a we had a, 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 a tete a tete. Then I remember meeting you and your dad at Meltdown, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was it Meltdown or I can't yeah, because we did um yeah, I think we met at Meltdown, and then you also invited me to you were warm up for the Dimitri Martin show. This oh, in San you came Francisco, to that? and I came to that. Yeah, that's so I was like, wild. Also cringy reading those messages because you were like, "I'm not sure we can get in after under 18." And then instead of me being like, "Totally understand," just let me know, which would have been the cool response. I was like, "Well, maybe tell them I'm your son, or tell them that I'm your close family." <laughs> There's got to be something we can do. And like, uh, buddy, buddy, tone no, it down. No, that's good creative intelligence though, because if you were my son, you could come. <laughs> Yeah, like no one's going to be like, get your fucking son out of here. And I would have done such a good job pretending to be your son. Yeah, (laughs) this is my son. Papa. Yeah. Big, funny papa. You're wearing like uh, Swedish pajamas. Yeah, a little spinny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Big lolly. Um, Big lolly papa. But honestly, like you you say it like you're in this moment. But that and and when I reached out to you because I told this story on like another podcast, I would not have the career and life that I have right now if you hadn't sent that. It's wild. It's crazy. I mean, I know you could say, oh, good on me. It's just crazy that that's how the world works. Yeah, right? That like you throw something into a tornado Yeah. as to whether or not a group of people at EFT I mean, thanks yeah. for nothing, Eddie. Eddie yeah. I also read TJ Miller's reply. Well, and it was, <laughs> his was like, "Are you doing comedy for real?" Like, <laughs> that's what he wrote. Yeah, that's not bad. He was like, "Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible." Getting back to you. Yeah, he was. He was getting back to me. I yeah. mean, everybody. Like, I look, look people back. Were nice. The okay. people that I loved back then were the people that were just on the come up. Like, okay, okay, that's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. You weren't framing it as advice, but like for people, young people, whoever. Don't go to fucking Kevin Hart. Yeah, exactly. That's a waste of time. Yeah. In fact, I would think that's a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're like, you know he won't get back to you. So yeah. you're like, but at least... It's like buying a book on stand-up comedy instead of doing it. Yeah, right. Like, do both. You yeah. Get the book, but also don't think 
don't delude yourself that writing the email to Kevin Hart, you're like, well, now the ball's in his court. <laughs> yeah. Why not just have the courage to say, I'm too scared to do it? Yeah. Well, which I understand. Also, why. there's a big there's a big part of that I get understand now. Like when somebody reaches out to you and they're like, you, you're doing something I would like to do and I would love to pick your ear about what you're doing. Yeah. I love to talk about myself and to somebody that is impressed yeah, sure. by what I do. Yeah, of course. Like, it's great. That's why, look, ego aside, it is nice to say you're my favorite comedian. That... That helps. Sometimes yeah. you get the feeling that they're just saying that. Like, yeah. Because I do get emails like this. I always try to reply, and, and they almost always say, you're my favorite. And you're like, okay, am I? But then am like I? later in the yeah. email, it accidentally calls you Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't do quite the full search. Yeah, you get a gun with you? me, Kumail, and John Mulaney. Who are you shooting? They're going to they're gonna shoot you. So funny. <laughs> but that's good advice. Again, like pr- saying you should pretend to be my son it's a type of creative intelligence to go like, I'm going to find, it's like trading stocks, right? And yeah. managers do this too. You're not going to, you can't go and sign Kevin Hart, but you can sign the guys that just had a half yeah. hour. And it, dude, it like, it got to the point where like a few years after that, I, uh, or maybe it was like three, three or four years. I had, did my first show at the Hollywood improv Wow. and you were on the late show and I was at the 8 PM show. Wow. And like, I, I just remember like going up to you and we were just talking. It, it was the coolest thing. Cause That's it went great. from like this thing I aspired to do to like, legitimacy. Like that was the main thing. And that's still, yeah. I mean, mental health, problems that it did cause for me like being a so young and then what do you mean just i i went from being 13 i did comedy for like four years like every night i was i i wanted to do what everybody was doing i wanted to like grind it out yeah and uh then i got a disney channel show and it just the it, they couldn't be more polar opposite in the way that they treat you as the talent oh really Going from like a world of stand-up and then to disney like in disney channel when you're on uh a show uh, you can attest everyone is nice to you to a fault like they are so my mom yeah. calls it my period of being a prince she's like well that's when you were a prince because <laughs> there's prince years. <laughs> Because there's so many times with like, I didn't understand. I that. can't imagine showing a child that <laughs> level of attention. Yeah, it makes a birthday party oh, look yeah. like a fart. Are you kidding? I mean, yeah. that's, there's so many aspects of it, and I'm a big proponent now for um, if you're young and a, if you're doing a show on the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, I I really do think that they should have a therapist on set. Wow. for those kids. Yeah, because there's like, I mean, I was in a really dark place. I think just creatively i was doing stand-up for like four years and that's what i wanted to do then i i did this other disney pilot that ended up not going and so i went down to la and then i had to come back and my stand-up took a hit because i was focusing on this show and then i was like the disappointment yeah and the disappointment and i just got put in this like dark place this was your first show like yeah. you had never been on a show you got i got a cast pilot, in a pilot. Yeah. it didn't go and then you couldn't i mean understandably you couldn't handle that yeah, and it, it sounds so stupid now because now it's just like that's the rejection we're all getting used to. No, I but don't when think it sounds stupid. I don't even think you have to say that. It's it's devastating, especially at that age. Yeah. You're like, I, you're about to go to space camp. Also, I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm going to Hollywood, bitches. Of like, course. Yeah, no. And you'd be <laughs> dumb not to. That's what being a child is. Yeah. You want to like skateboard out of the class and be like kiss my ass or whatever (laughs) you want to be special in fact i just saw um dr huberman talking about the word maybe neurologically to a child 
uh, almost makes no sense. This is me paraphrasing it. Yeah. So he, he's making the argument that when Leela, my daughter, asked me to get ice cream, I'll say yes or no. But I used to say maybe. And maybe, dopaminically speaking, <laughs> gives, and it's crazy that this is how the brain works and that they can measure this, gives the, the brain a chemical sensation that a reward is coming. Yeah. And so you have a pilot. So fuck ice cream. You're getting like my whole life. Yeah. And all of the, and let's be real, 13 years old, most of your life is disrespect. That's everybody. Yeah. That's the popular kids and yeah. the- and I was the... I was probably like 17 or 16. Okay, right. 16 Even when that happened. That whole time. Yeah. I'm still oh, yeah. like pre-30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're still right in now, it. I'm You're still in Honestly, it. though, for real, I'm No, you still are. Yeah. There's no time- and I, I can still, I'm ha I'm happy to say that I'm 44 now, and it does get better. Whoa! Yeah. Ugh. I'm near dead. Jesus Christ. Zoom, 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 dead. <laughs> um, Halfway to 88. But it, I know. That's, you'll go back to the future. 88 keys on a piano. I'm half a piano. Oh, yeah, look at you. I'm half a piano. What half? The, the low half or the, the high half? I want to be the low half. Of course. The, your latter 44 years are going to be... Actually, Joey... <laughs> Riff aside, I think your later years, and then your last year is that <laughs> that too high key. It's like hollow, it's sticking a little bit. That's your last year. But like when you're born, it's like, it's beautiful and resonant, yeah, gorgeous, and little fat baby. Great riff, great riff. Look at yeah. this. Put great that, riff. put that on the TikTok and smoke it. Put that on the TikTok and monetize it. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. Can you? Uh, but like you were like modern you, rambles. <laughs> I was trying to think of one. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Ritual Multivitamin and their pre, post, probiotic, both of which I take every single day. I, it was a normal thing that I would go to the doctor and they would just be like, you're deficient <laughs> in like nine different vitamins. And Ritual has you covered. It has all of that stuff that no longer happens to me because I'm filling the gaps that I, sh I might be getting, should be getting from nutrition, but it's just not in our food. So I supplement it with Ritual and it makes it a huge difference. I feel ready to start my day and it's traceable. So look, you can talk fantasy football with your friends all day, but asking them for health advice is not really the move. Ritual takes the guesswork out of the vitamin game. Their multivitamin is based on science to help fill, as I mentioned, common nutrient gaps in your diet and level up your nutrient goals. It is an all around win. Scientifically developed with key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Ritual is a new type of two a day helping you with omega-3 DHA uh, to normal muscle function and normal immune function with vitamin D3. This small step can make a major impact. That has certainly been true for me. As I mentioned, it's traceable. Where your nutrients come from is just as important as what they're for. It's vegan-friendly, non-GMO, sugar-free, gluten-free, major allergen-free, and their capsule is delayed release. So most people are like, I would take a multivitamin, but I know I'm just peeing it out. This is the difference. Ritual waits until it's in your lower intestine to break down where it can actually be absorbed. So you're not just going to be peeing out bright yellow pee and you're like, well, there goes my vitamin. It gets into your system. So it's completely different. I understand the hesitation, but Ritual has fixed that problem. Plus, they're a pleasure to take because they have a minty essence on every bottle to keep things fresh and make taking your multi or your prebiotic or probiotic it's called Symbiotic Plus. It's all three in one. It's a pleasure. So essential for men and their Symbiotic Plus is a quality multivitamin and a pre-post probiotic that I take every single day and get this ritual as offering weirdos 
30% off your first month. 30%. So visit ritual.com slash weird to start Ritual or add Essential for Men to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash weird. All right, everybody, back to Joey. Go ahead. But you're so right about like when when I was at that point in my like not that, that I've ever thought about it like a maybe doesn't click or, or I don't yeah, understand your what brain that means. doesn't understand maybe is the but point then now. when something when it, that doesn't go and not that I I resented like I love that I started doing stand up in San Francisco like I you know I did it there for five or six years and I know those people and they're still the people that I see most of them live a lot of them live down here now and so there's like a real sense of community and I love that. But there was also a part of me that was like, oh, I, I went down there in L.A. I was doing it like, you know, Laugh Factory Comedy Store, Hollywood Improv. And then I didn't get picked up and I'm not going to live there anymore. And now I'm back to like, you know, the Sunday showcase at the Punchline and yeah. begging for hosting gigs and stuff. And um, yeah, so there was, a, yeah, there was a big part of me that was like, I sacrificed. So I sacrificed like what normal teenage lives are. A lot of like mm-hmm. I wasn't doing any extracurriculars because I was doing stand up every night and I didn't I had friends, but I didn't like have those like high school go Classics. to the yeah, classic John Hughesy yeah. moments things, yeah. because as soon as the bell ro- rings, I'm doing my homework because I have, you know, I'm featuring for somebody at the punchline or whatever. Yeah. And um, and then when I when that pilot didn't go and I was back, I was like, oh, I sacrificed all of this for nothing. Right. And I just ruined my life. Like, I just, right. I, I'm incapable of doing anything. I had gotten to a point, like, this is, like, the details of it, but I just was really depressed, as a lot of teenagers are, when there's so many hormones going on. So, I got, it just, I stopped going to school and, like, got in this really dark what place. Do you what do you, you mean? You stopped going? I just stopped going. Did your parents know? No. You just I, didn't go? Lie, 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 lie. <laughs> that song yeah. is about not going to school. It is. <laughs> you just, so you would get up in the morning. They dropped get you up in the, the morning. School? No, they were t- they are public school teachers, so they would leave before me, and I'd be like, "Off to school I go. You guys have a good day." And then I would watch the Today Show all day long, and cry. And <laughs> oh no, yeah, it was like real depression. Like I didn't know that it was real depression at the time. Yeah. And then I think about it, and like so many things that happened to me where I slough it off is like, oh, and then this comedian was mean to me, and then I think back, I'm like, wait, I was a little boy, and that's like life altering trauma. Who did it? Uh, you don't have, you don't uh, even have to say, but like, what happened? There's a, I mean, there, I have countless stories of like, I, I still, when you were saying that you, you get in a place where you're at this age and you're like trying so hard for respect and validation, like I'm still in that because I chose a job where everybody was going to resent me until I was their age. And even when I was their age, they were going to resent me because I started earlier than them or whatever. Wait, I'm not sure I understand. You chose a job, stand-up comedy? Stand-up comedy. That you feel like everybody resents you because you started earlier? Because I feel like there was this, maybe it was, it was. I'm so sure most of it was internally, you know, perpetuated, but there's this undercurrent of he's getting these opportunities that I want and he's only getting them because he's, he's young and cute and, you know, his, right. it's a gimmick. Right. And so that, like, being the beginning of my career. Like you cheated. Yeah, like I cheated. I, uh, yeah, exactly. I when literally... you're over here, like I just put my whole junior high experience into a wood chipper. Yeah. And how is that cheating? And it happened, hap- like at the, at the punchline in San Francisco, when I was like 16 or 17, there was, um, you do the Sunday showcase and it's kind of like how the comedy store Laugh Factory works. Like you go there every Sunday and then when Molly, the booker, sees you've been there for every Sunday for like a year... Then she'll come up behind you and say, you have seven minutes after Sean Keen or whatever. Mm. And uh, 
that that was like the biggest moment for me and so I, just by being there you get just but yeah you hang out but it's it's like you have seven minutes it's like a showcase it's yeah. virtually an open mic and the only way to get on the open mic is hang out there for a year it's wow. like a you know one of those things a lot of comedy clubs do it where they like we want to see that you're serious about yeah, it or whatever it's a due paying uh, yeah it's yeah like exactly you have to sleep outside the temple yeah yeah exactly and i felt like i did that i felt like i paid my dues and uh I did it and I went up on stage and I had a, I don't even remember how the set was because I immediately got off stage and all these people that I was like actively wanting to respect me and wanting them to just tell me I was funny or think that I deserved to be up there. I walked outside and I heard like three conversations all saying the exact same thing, which is he got up there because he's young and he does that stupid shtick or his dad writes all his jokes and hmm. it shaped how I am as a comic still to well, this as day. As we shoot it, the camera's going to be swirling around you. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a rich soundscape of hate. Buddy, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, for real. And what's You did this to me. <laughs> no, you're just... Uh, yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, that's why Eddie F. didn't reply to you. Yeah. He was smart. He was saving He me. was smart. Or Eddie Pepitone. Or... Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, Eddie Van Halen. No, I remember... Look, what's interesting about your age... There is like a haters going to hate sort of thing. But what's unfair about show business is what's unfair, not in its entirety, but it can be what's unfair about life, right? So somebody gets booked because they're good looking or somebody gets booked because you see it in movies and stuff. I'm sure you've seen the movie, The Hollywood Complex. Have yeah, you seen that? yeah. Remember, there's like, you got to be a type, right? So it's it's not like the classically... Uh, Tom Cruise looking kid that's going to get booked. They already have nine of those every audition. You want to be like the the oddly shaped, and what what I mean is differently <laughs> shaped. I, I'm not trying to be funny. You want to have a, a look. You yeah. want to look more like um, going somewhere, Mr. Potter. Like you want that kid. Yeah. Or you want. You see what I'm saying? You want to be I unique in any way. Yeah. So we're in this business that favors uniqueness. And it's it's like that's not fair, and it's and it's not it's not fair. Yeah. So you are young, and were you selected to go out there because everyone's like, "What's this going to be?" Yeah, in the same way that any outlying quality would be rewarded. Yeah. So when people are they're, what they're doing is they're scapegoating you on the unfairness, and just to have some solidarity with you, I remember when I went to New York. Uh, and it's not the same. I'm just, again, looking for common ground here. I vividly remember I got on um, Premium Blend, it was called. That, that's like the five or six minute yeah. Comedy Central set. Remember? And, okay. Big fan, big fan. Not <laughs> well, yours, you, not yours. Uh, no, mine was bad. It was cut down <laughs> from seven minutes to three minutes. Really? It was so bad. <laughs> anyway, but I remember somebody at the bar at Rafifi saying... I think they said it to me, and it and it and it hurt my feelings. Like every program that I'm running now is, I'm supposed to be like, and it wasn't a big deal, but it yeah. was. They said like, "Oh, that's fair. You've been here what ten minutes, and what you're hearing is like this person has been grinding it in New York for a long time. I had just moved, yeah. And look at that. Even my newness to the scene, even though I was whatever twenty something, twenty five, twenty four, uh, my newness to the scene was a commodity. Why is that fair? It's not." Yeah. It's not it's not fair. But that's how we work, just in the same way that the seasons and when you email me, that's not fair. Yeah. Your age isn't fair. My uh having just arrived from Chicago isn't fair. And then you go up and you followed it through though. What you did on stage is as close as we can come yeah. 
to some sort of fairness. It's the, I, I find myself still like openly seeking that validation from the people that are like, oh, yeah. you've been here, what a day. Like I have those, right. that, that, that dialogue in my head and I'm always just like, I'm going to go up there and prove them that I well, deserve it. Because but, they established, look, none of it is real. And I don't even mean that like in a woo-woo metaphysics way. I mean, we create the meaning, we create yeah. the scene, we create the validation so then you enter into the system that is humming with those precepts. Yeah. Of course you would go for it and look for it. That's what the game is, sort of. Like, yeah. I don't know if you can succeed in stand-up deeply not caring what your peers think about you when you're starting. I don't know. It seems like... I don't the, think you... I think you should. So many, the people you admire. At least the... Like, there's... I mean, I, I, I think it's, it, it negatively affects my job on stage. When I do that, and it's something that I'm like actively trying to deconstruct in therapy. Like I was telling you earlier, like so many things that happened to me where I'm like, I didn't realize that this was more significant, like yeah. more significant than just a this is a silly story with me and this other comedian. And then I right. think about it, and I've been thinking about it for so long that I've like misshapen the memory to be something that is silly. And then I look at it again, and, and it's I realize, horrible, yeah, yeah, it's something. Well, that, that was I, a coping mechanism. Yeah, and you're good to have those. Yeah, in I got a bunch of them, baby. You got, I mean. You gotsta. Well, I, I'm gonna say you do gotsta. And what, <laughs> what's very child, uh, childish, and I'm not saying that as a negative thing, is that you did your set and then you walked onto the patio. Yeah, because I was like, you thought respect me now is what I thought. Yeah, like, you thought I did it. I did it. And yeah. Now I'm gonna go mingle, revel with the people that I want to be my friends, and they will like me now. Yeah. And what the modern you and what I would do is do your set. Assume I'll go ahead and assume that they did like it. And I'm not going to necessarily go around and take a survey. Yeah. Because that's only going to go back. <laughs> take a survey. Like, okay, so like, I talk about Byron Katie's The Work a lot. So they didn't like my set. Is that true? Like, can they even know what they thought about it? Can they see past all of the pain of the rejection yeah. that they weren't chosen, all of the pain that they didn't start when they were young, all of the pain that their dad, take the phrase that his dad writes his jokes for him, all of the pain that their dad didn't care about them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no one there saw your set. You know what I'm saying? That's if, a good, there, yeah. there, if there are that many veils huh. between you and, and watching, uh, you can't see it. It's like, even when someone you say like they're mad at me, can you even know that? Like, can you know anything? You just go like, I don't know what's going on inside another person, and then you get some of that good, solid. Like, I'm only responsible for what I do on stage. Yeah, but you're you know. so right though that they're like, I don't think about even from the age I am now, which is like you know 13, 14 years removed from that. I have a really hard time, but you're so right that they're not. Yeah, they didn't see it. There, there are, and, and it's the it's the winning over somebody that already dislikes you thing, like right. You you can. F I think human beings have a deep need to be, not. And I don't mean this in 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 big victim. I'm just talking about little victims. <laughs> like we like the slights. We we live for. It's like eating a Sour Patch Kid. Like we like the sour of like, yeah. fuck that kid. Because we're alive and now I can use it to kind of bond with these other comics. And we're all just kind of doing the same thing, but it's lazy and it's easy and it's hating on it. 
well, you know, I've said this a million times, but like the people that I, that said that about me, like, oh, that's fair. You've been here. What a week. They're not doing comedy anymore. Yeah. And I bet a lot of the people that were shitting on you aren't doing comedy anymore. Yeah. It was just, it's too corrosive and it's too ugly and it's too damaging. Not that you asked, but the advice that I give a lot of young people is like, you got to surround yourself with people that are kind of have some blinders up to that. Yeah. Otherwise you're just joining like a, a piss and moan club. Yeah. Which and, a, and a beer drinking club. It's like it's an alcohol abuse, piss and moan after school club yeah. where you can talk about how unfair things are, instead of going like, "Yeah, I'm I'm jealous that that he is young. I'm jealous that his dad is supporting him. I'm jealous that he has something special." Like I remember somebody asking me like, "What is your thing?" This is when I was like, "This is after my presents and all that stuff, my half hour special." Someone was just like, I just don't know who you are. Like, who? what are you? And at least you could go, I'm young. Yeah. I'm like, the little boy one. <laughs> I'm the little boy one. <laughs> like, we can either spend our time and our energy better than time being mad that you inherited a thing just yeah. by virtue of being young. In the same way you could inherit a thing because you're half cyborg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or we can just go like, okay, what makes me unique? Because I think I'm very unique, but I didn't figure that out until I was, I don't know, literally like 33, I started going like, oh. Yeah, this is it. This is my family. It's weird that I'm this. It's weird that I was this, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know. And I think instead of hating on somebody for having an easier time finding their thing, yeah. a temporary thing, which is your youth, we should we should use that energy to find what makes us unique. I also think it's a it's like a comedian's mindset to I'm not where they are because of X Y and Z. I'm I'm not getting the opportunities they are because of this. It's too hard. It's dude. I always say this, but on the show alone, alone where the people go, yeah, on, always and, brought up the classic. I know, I can't you do stop, so much advertising I can't for stop alone. bringing up alone. But the men, it's always the men. The women that that tap out usually go. It was hard. I couldn't do it. I, I had to leave. I was I was dying. The men are always like. I realized it was stupid. <laughs> yeah. I, what am I doing here? This is stupid. It's because no one modeled to a lot of men and to a lot of people in general vulnerability and what it's yeah. like to say, I'm feeling envious or I'm feeling jealous. I don't know where I am. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't know my identity. I don't know what makes me special. If she said I have seven minutes, I don't know what I would do. I'm just doing the same shit as whatever. And that's too hard to look at that honestly. So it's so much easier. That's why I say scapegoat. You just scapegoat. Who, yeah. dude, I scapegoat a disease. Everybody was like, I know I bring this up a million, but like that was the that was on offer at the scene when I was coming up. He was young. Uh, and and everything that he had going on, people were like, "Well, if I was, you know, yeah. some forty year old, you know, white guy, would be like, I'm just not, I can't compete. Yeah, you can't compete with that. But there's a million other ways yeah. that you can shine and sh and and, sh uh, and it's different. And none of them come from you talking shit. Yeah. All that comes from you talking shit is death. I, you know, is <laughs> <laughs> the end of your comedy. I think about um, another Judd Apatow film, The Bubble, when yeah. uh, when Keegan Michael Key is uh, doing that TikTok with uh, Iris Apatow. Yeah. And it's something that I feel like is the most relatable, especially to and more than just comedians, but like actors. When he does that TikTok and he looks at her Instagram and he goes back to his dressing room and he was like, you are not in competition with a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, like, it's yeah. so true because yeah. you see these like it's I was thinking about it in the shower this morning. The entertainment industry or like comedy is the only industry where we are 
taught that it's inappropriate to consider it competition. But at the same time, in all mean it is competition like we are competing for a role we are competing for the spot we're competing for like the the late night spot but there's also in every other form of competition a point where it gets in someone's career where somebody else tells them you've gone as far as you can go yeah like running back is the best in high school it's the best in college it isn't gonna go the nfl somebody tells him he's not 45 so like going to football open mics being like i'm gonna do it oh interesting and so there's this point where i feel like not like I want to tell people to give up, but there is a beautiful mix of like perseverance, longevity, and talent. And I think talent is kind of the third string on mm. that. Like it, for the most part, is people that are able to stick around and persevere through all of that. That's what I tell people. I go, don't, don't quit. Yeah. I, and don't get me wrong. I can give you the quit speech as well. Not you, but I could give someone the <laughs> You want to? Uh, Joey, That'd be so full circle. Here today. <laughs> yeah. Here's another email. <laughs> No. Hang it up. No, but there's a lot of people that I'm like, if you cannot quit, and one of the ways you cannot quit is 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 like I said, putting those blinders up yeah. and not exposing yourself to how toxic. And I, I admire your honesty at getting real with what traumatizes you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of waiting, and this is something I'm just learning, instead of waiting for someone with a PhD or or someone else with worse trauma telling you that you were traumatized. You were traumatized by what you were traumatized by. And yeah. What bothered you bothered you, and that's and that's okay. And then and that's the first step to kind of working with it. Yeah. Not to necessarily label yourself and and become whatever, but like your shit is your shit, and that stuff was hard, and that's okay. Yeah. But it is a competition. You know what's interesting is you take somebody. What came to mind when you said that is Zach Galifianakis, who seems like the least competitive person in yeah. the world, and I mean that as like he's just a gentle build a bear of a man yeah and yet we all know that reality is that way reality is competitive um and one of the best and i'm not saying zach is doing this i'll say i'm doing it one of the best techniques to compete is to act like you're not competing yeah but it's just a social strategy it's like you're a cool guy yeah well that's you know, it's like how people say everything people are doing is to find a mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you're kind of like, well, I'm not here to hit on you. Well, that's your way of hitting on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're you're, you're hitting meaning engaging yeah, or looking for a connection. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, the guy or the, or the woman that's at stand-up that's like, I'm just trying to live in the moment. Like that might unconsciously be a way of being like, because as soon as they take the glass case off that cupcake, I'm going to eat it. Yeah. And everyone's going to be okay with it. And American corporations are that way and and Americans are that way. As soon as as soon as the bullseye presents itself, no one will begrudge you for shooting the for, target. Yeah. I think it's also I've been in doing it for so long that I have a hard time seeing the perspective of somebody that hasn't like I when I I took a big break in stand up because I was, I started doing a Disney Channel show. Yeah, let's talk about that. And um, which was all, like I, your I, Prince years, my Prince years, my good, my good. It was a Prince. Year. Why would you want to be doing stand up when you're a Prince? I mean, tell me a little. I thought you were going to say, by the way, that Disney was worse than stand up for some reason. I don't no, know. No, I mean, realistically, no, because stand up was like, like I've never gotten my feelings hurt from something that I'm doing in like an acting way. If somebody's like, your performance is terrible, it's going to like hurt my feelings. But so much of my brain is like, well, this isn't what I do. 
I do stand up comedy. This is like what pays the, I make money doing this. I don't make money doing stand up. Right. And, um, but there is a big part of it where I was going to this job where everybody was nice to me and like making sure that I was happy because if I'm happy, then the job gets done. And then going to a world where like it was imposed on me that you have to grind and it's hard and you'll get bumped by Margaret Cho and you can't cry about it. And like so many things were going on and somebody jumped. What? If you get bumped by Cho, it's getting chumped. Getting, I, I got, got chode, chode bro. Uh, <laughs> you got chode. Is got that chode. from Conan O'Brien? Can't stop. <laughs> no, he it? says I got chode in that movie. Oh, yeah, damn, keep going. damn it! Uh, missed your reference. I want to get your references. I thought you were making that. I, I know. I, I thought I was just, getting your reference. I thought I should have just kept going with it. So stand up is all grit and and pirate lifestyle. And, yeah. And what was Disney like? You show I mean, up. Yeah, like and they're. It's it's the comfort that you want in stand-up is something that is like a prerequisite when you go to like if you go to a green room and it's you get your own dressing room and you're i was six i was 17 17 about to turn 18 and you get to a point where i'm working like i have a job i'm getting paid real money and then I, you know i i have school i i kind of dropped out of school i took like a preliminary ged called the chespy the california high school proficiency exam oh my gosh passed it and so when i was because when i was 17 they're like you you work for 12 hours a day and three of those 12 hours have to be spent in a school room doing school yeah and then they're like or you can take this test and you don't have to do that and i'm like well obviously i'm gonna take the test and not do that because wow. i it's like you know like bart simpson like that's yeah. the life i'm living yeah and um and then somebody that was that shall not be named i don't know why honestly they shall not be named because i do not remember their name not because i'm, <laughs> I'm not like when we're like, when we're the high key on the piano we'll all be like and the person who shall not be named because it's a mess up there yeah. it's a swarm I, of bees up there because i do not recall but somebody <laughs> somebody said i i had canceled the show um at the improv and and it was like we had we didn't have a live audience but then one day we were having a live audience and my stuff got moved you know it's holly like business it, things get moved around so i had to call them and say hey i'm so sorry but um i'm I, i'm not gonna be able to make the show tomorrow and they just chewed me out and they were like you either pick one you do stand up or you do acting you can't have one foot you're really fucking me over and you can't just ha- you gotta pick one i'm krasinskiing right now like trying to figure out who it is uh, no i'm looking at the camera like, oh. the smug look because that is the worst thing i've ever heard and that happened also not- 24 hours come on i know come on to cancel you mean yeah that's what i'm saying that's totally within reason really oh i feel like maybe it's trauma but i feel like it's not uh if you were chris rock playing the yeah. palladium oh. it would be bad but if you're a, a person on a showcase yeah i'm assuming this was 10 comics yeah yeah right that's a zero yeah give adam ray an extra three minutes guys give every comic on the show 30 extra seconds yeah and no one notices but it just this is what i mean this person isn't even hearing you cancel they're just hearing you saying i disrespect you yeah exactly. and are you disrespecting them no but that's what they're hearing. So we can't, I'm talking to myself right now, we can't take anything seriously because nobody's actually, nobody's having a clean experience. Yeah. Nobody's seeing things as exactly as they are. Maybe, maybe that once guy, in a while. And that guy that got that got mad at me or whatever, I, obviously I can do the whole thing like he was having a rough day and he, but also he was running a business and was upset at somebody that he had hired to do a job. And ta- regardless of me being young, had like handled it in a certain way. I will not, I don't want to work for that person anymore. Yeah. 
And that, in the long run, like we were saying, like is it perseverance and longevity, yeah. that's that's where like careers are made and, and mishandled. You're really just reminding me how many toxic and sometimes coked up and sometimes drunk oh, yeah. and depressed, whatever it might be, it's littered with them. And you're calling this person and you're really talking to their wound. Yeah, you know right? I mean? You're yeah. not talking to them. You're talking to something that you incited. Because I'm telling you, in the realm of logic, you canceling is is nothing. Yeah. And I even the reason I say Chris Rock, it's not like people are coming to see one person on the showcase. Yeah. It's a showcase. It's a show. It's also the Hollywood improv. So it's like David fucking Spade's coming. Like nobody cares. No, I'm not trying to put you down. No, I'm just but, saying that's uh, yeah. true. Yeah, it is it's true. It's okay. Yeah. Like and, you gotta pick what you get mad about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were so many also I think about it now. Where, um, oh, your 44 is showing. I'm dying today. Uh, today I die <laughs> on air. So many, like Gigi Allen. I, don't <laughs> I know have to raise your daughter. Damn it. Yeah, you're my son. <laughs> it's your job yeah. as my son. But there are so many times, like, I have stories or, or people that I talk to, and I had these, like, what now I'm unboxing is trauma, but back then I was just like, I embarrassed myself, or I yeah. canceled on somebody, or I said the wrong thing. Yeah, you ate it. I, yeah, yeah. And then I look back on it and I'm thinking, me being the age they were when I was that age, I would never talk to a, a what child. is a child yeah. the way that they were talking to me. And then it changes it. It goes from yeah. like, I'm embarrassed to see this person that, that, that made me scared and upset to like, oh, this person was handling this so wrong yeah. that they really hurt somebody that was yeah. a fucking child. And what's fucked up is they probably thought they could get away with it because it's a child. Yeah, but I they still have the text. Be- I found him. I found the text the other day. I got him. <laughs> you know what's interesting is somebody just said this to me. I think it was Ryan Holiday. He said, we were talking about our parents and and sometimes our parents don't deal with us emotionally as we wish they would. And then he was like, and remember, that's how they dealt with it when you were a kid. So when you had a, a like an unmanageable feeling, yeah. that was the same kind of confusing system of responses that you got as a child yeah it helps you have compassion and understanding for yourself as a child so yeah that's fucked up a lot of people say like it's your parents first time too as i I love hearing that that's good when you've grown up it's they're growing up also so that's also true yeah Yeah. no everybody's uh doing their best but there's so many this like i it just i'm glad i'm not like upset obviously i have things i wish i would have done differently but um I am able to come, like, I, I took a break for, like, four or five years. Uh, I got to write stand-up for Liv and Matt for the show, the Disney Channel show. Mm-hmm. I got to perform it on the show. I, like, was doing stand-up, just wasn't grinding, you know? I was doing stand-up yeah. maybe, like, I would have I would go, like, a month or two between stand-up shows because it yeah. just, I was afraid. I was afraid that I was going to try and break in back into this world, yeah, and they well, were going to... Somebody scared you. Somebody scared me. <laughs> and it's affected me still to this day because I've been, like... I, I do stand up like I try five or six times a week if I can. And I'll just do I just have to actively remind myself that like I'm doing it because I enjoy it and because it is fun. And the and like I'm it just once I was able to kind of switch that in my head, which reminded me of how I originally started because it was a hobby and something I enjoyed and something I loved. And I love being in the environment. I love being around like creative people trying their best to be funny. I love like, I just love every aspect of it. And the thing I don't like is the business side of it. Yeah. And the business side of it only really exists in LA with the people that are trying to do what I've already done. Mm. Like they want the ABC sitcom. They want 
to do a movie on Netflix. And there's a big part of me that is like, I just did it in a weird order, you know? Yeah. And I have to, because I do this thing that I, st- I'm st- I do it right, I'm doing it right now with this podcast where I'm like, I'm not deserving of this. I gave up five years or I'm not working hard enough or these, mm. you know, the people like, you had Gary Goldman on last week. Mm-hmm. Like, to, I feel like the step down is like a, fl- <laughs> a couple flights of stairs. And so I do that with my, I like tell myself these things and then I have, I have to actively undo, unlike tie those yeah, knots in all, my head. It's all worthiness. Yeah. I, my agent actually said something to me the other day. He was like, um, shout out to Zach Drucker. Zach Trucker? Zach Drucker. Oh, if it was Trucker, he'd be a country star. But I know. Drucker is an agent for the stars. <laughs> you're with the truck? Uh, he was just like, you're only responsible to your audience. You know, it's like give yeah. the purity of that. Yeah, right. But also your worthiness stuff. I mean, that's stuff you'll be unpacking. Oh, yeah. Really. I mean, if you're anything like me, that's still what I'm working on is just going like, you're worthy. And what happened is you kind of got let into the bullshit carnival. And I, by bullshit, I mean fake. It's, yeah. It's all ether. It's, it's smoke. It's I mean, mist. Uh, that's why I say. And the, you got in early. It's why you say what? That's why I say the kids need therapy when they're doing it because yeah. you get like accustomed to that. Yeah. And then the show ends and these kids go to college. And then there's there's a reason that there's a, a right. cliche with like post child, stars, child yeah. stars going yeah. crazy because they were in this fake well that's the whole thing if you if you think well you're also been given an advantage i would say potentially you know buddha was a was a prince there you go was he really yeah so he was born in a kingdom and there were it depends you know all of this is sort of um exaggerated buddha normal weight Buddha, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Average, normal weight. Yeah, normal. All bodies are beautiful. All bodies are beautiful. But he was, you know, he had riches, he had um, potential mates, he had every comfort. And then the story goes that he left the the palace and the first thing he saw was a, a, a beggar, like a dying person. And so he starts seeing, oh, old age is coming for all of us. Death and disease is coming for all of us. So he slowly on this like, you know, uh, mythological or whatever based in truth journey he saw all the suffering that comes for everybody so the, he learned that the palace was not real yeah. ultimately meaning there is no you know it doesn't matter if Elon Musk goes to Mars it's like yeah you'll still die up there yeah. you know what I mean so huh. there's an advantage to seeing the smoke and mirrors of it and I hope and it seems like this is how you're taking it is going like that's an uncomfortable reality for people to kind of grapple with. Yeah. But you got to grapple with it early. Most of us, if you're lucky, you get to have your psychic break I later mean, in life. I think I, I went through that horribly depressed part of my uh, high school career and then got taken out of school and got put in like d- depressed kids school where like you work from home and you don't meet with a teacher, you meet with like a counselor who's like a therapist. Yeah. And uh, ever since then, pretty much for my ent- the rest of my life, I see a therapist once a week. Mm. I think that's the re- that's it. Like yeah. th- th- I, I credit so much of my uh, perspective from just being able to talk to somebody that's removed from it yeah. and go like, oh, this guy, this forty five year old guy that runs a comedy club in North Hollywood, told me that I need to focus myself on a on a shtick. And she's like, that's crazy. He's a loser. 
or whatever. And like, obviously she's not saying that. That's <laughs> but crazy. That's what, it, that's what it takes to, to go like, oh, this world that feels what like. What are these people that run clubs? I remember a guy told me I had to wear a red Atari t-shirt with a long sleeve white uh, <laughs> thermal shirt underneath. Oh, that would have killed. And that would be my thing. And then I could do colleges. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on <laughs> it's here? It's so weird. I, I mean, don't understand. It's also, I can't remember. Somebody put it in a really, a really like, co- like succinct way that comedy is people that didn't make it telling people that are about to make it how they should make it like it's <laughs> it's just, it's so true because the, all the advice you get from people are like let me let me tell you something don't do colleges don't do colleges it's it's a it's a tour that'll, that'll steal your soul I'm like oh don't do colleges mr hosting at the yeah. zanies you know what i mean like and i'm sure that person isn't being offered college yeah yeah, yeah and it's just i, I don't know I, I think it's one of those things where i well, don't take any of it seriously, I think, is yeah. a big lesson. I, again, like, I'm actively reminding myself, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. It's fun. And yeah. once I think that, I'm like, oh, I'm out of my, yep. what if there's a booker here? or like Yeah, like what my agent said, is like, you're, you're really beholden to yourself. Like, you can, instead of buying into the meaning making of the patio at the comedy store or wherever it was, you can buy into your own system. Yeah. And I think that's our job as we get older is to, is to have your own mission statement. Yeah. Instead of the mission statement of, as you said, who made this mission statement? Yeah. And I even see the most successful people in the world. And I'm, I'm just like, that goes back to my Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> and full circle, We're baby. Back. Take Donnie over Marky any day. <laughs> just because it's like, I'm at a level where like, people come up to me and go, I, uh, did we go to school together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's great. Go to Disneyland, no problem. It's wonderful. Donnie's in that same kind of level. Yeah. You just want to... <laughs> Like for Donnie right now, it's like listen to this. I I don't know Donnie enough to say, but I hope that Donnie is is a happy Donnie instead of a sad Jim, uh. <laughs> instead of a Jimmy Belushi. I don't know if Jim's unhappy. I'm just saying, like you can set the the mission statement for your own life. Yeah. Instead of letting these lunatics establish yeah. it, I don't. Or understand. the it's 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 the climb. I'm sorry if we're, we're talking too long. It's the it's the. Like, I thought she laughed. You uh, when, uh, when Katie? Uh, no, I know when Katie laughs, I look. I go in my head laugh. while I'm not looking. The whole time she's like. <laughs> but there's like I talked to comedians that have been that like I looked like uh I just did a show with Moshe Kasher who like Kasher Kasher really damn it wow okay let's go back I said a show with Moshe Kasher we're keeping both of them <laughs> damn it I love you buddy and uh but like we hadn't performed together in uh, six or something years so I was you know I was a young kid and um I used I don't know even where I was going with this but there's a big part of me that's like I expect somebody or somebody like that that saw me when I was a kid in my head I'm Eddie Murphy. Like the, I should have d- kept going at the speed uh, of that I was at. Yeah. And from now I should be like, you know, writing movies and being on SNL and doing all the stuff that I thought I was going to do at that time. And so when I myself am not doing that, I'm thinking that the people that I was around yeah, nobody's that are doing that. that, nobody's thinking that. Nobody's thinking that. And then you go to the point where it's just like, oh, it's just nice to catch up and talk. And our yeah. careers are different. And it's, yeah. that's fun. Cash up. Cash, cash up. up. Yeah. Was it cash up as I say? <laughs> Buddy, it's it's Buddha leaving the temple. It's all make believe. I'm the Buddha of comedy. You are the Buddha of comedy, and you're a, a normal weight. Ah, oh, thanks. But Aren't it's we like, all? I think yeah. we, I think what we're getting from the, what I'm getting from this conversation is you need to like we all everybody listening everybody everybody everywhere. It's like you need to establish your own um what are what's the word not credentials your own uh, criteria yeah for what a good life looks like. And when I hear you say, I like doing stand-up 
makes me happy. That's great. I also, I would, I would take issue with, you said earlier, they want a CBS to come. You don't know that. A lot of people get into stand-up because they just want to yeah, drink Manhattans and, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. There's a million reasons why people get in. And, and I actually think a lot of people don't even know why they get into it. I think some people get into it because they would like to fail. They have some sort of weird Yeah, it's also the most vulnerable thing, thing. there is. Yeah, and then there are people that want the whole thing and to eat it and to have it filmed while they're eating it. And, and that's great. I don't mean eating it bombing. I just mean yeah. like they want all of it. And then there's people that are just craftsmen that just want to do great stand-up. But we don't know. What I'm saying is we don't even know why we're doing it. So we can't know why they're doing it. So you can't know how they're feeling. And even if they say they're feeling a certain way, you can't even know that that's true. So all you need to focus on is what gives you value, what gives you meaning, what makes you feel content, what lowers your anxiety, what makes you feel more connected, what makes you feel more tranquil, fulfilled, all that stuff. That mindset changed everything for me and especially in stand-up but in the the it's not this because before it was this active path to like validation or active path towards a goal but then i also think about like the people that i really admire mr peter holmes uh moshi kasher and just people that like i love as comedians it's not like they are working towards a certain goal. They are just doing comedy no. and what comes to them comes to them. Because you see people come up and then come down, they're still doing it because yeah. it's a good it's a good life. It is a good life yeah. and it's fun and it's like the only when I was talking to my dad, this was years ago, and I was like, I just don't know. Like it's comedy is hard and I'm not getting booked in acting and I don't really have anything else I can do because you know, I took the chess beat and I I've been doing this my whole life. And my dad so earnestly goes, Maybe you should try getting into music. Like just the thought that there's this other change like, <laughs> course, change careers wow. the, to, to a, the most similar possible thing. You, he's looking at his phone. He's just looking at Taylor Swift. Maybe <laughs> yeah. music. Like, Thanks, yeah. Dad. Thanks. But it's. I think it's just one of those things where it's. It is the longevity, and it's the. It's what you can do that keeps you sane long enough to be able to do it until it becomes totally something else. I mean, yeah. To put my own button on it, it's like when I do stand up, I feel less afraid. I feel more at home in my body. Yeah, same. I'm a better person, having been heard, having figured out how I feel, delighting people, um, being delighted in is a wonderful feeling. Yeah, traveling, having people say like, you "We went to laugh. high school together." We went to, didn't we go to high school together? And I say, <laughs> "Get the fuck away from me." Um, but I mean, I, I think a, a stand-up life and, a, and just a regular good life have a lot of things in common. It's figuring out what brings you into peace uh, and, and feeling at home in your skin. Yeah. And that could be being an architect or it can be, but some sort of expression, some sort, that's what the war of art is all about, is like figuring out what was given you so you can give it back. And that, ours just happens to be comedy. <laughs> let's, um, let's do a little speed round and get out of here. Yeah, baby. Have you ever seen a ghost? Have I ever seen a ghost? Seem like no. a ghost guy. Do I seem like a I ghost guy? I say that guy? to everybody. I was gonna say I don't. UFO? Uh, I have seen a UFO, but like Ooh. UFO to me, like unidentified to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. is different than like unidentified to the right because I could yeah, see yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, plane yeah. that I don't know what kind. But it's tricky. I definitely did see a UFO. Where? I was driving. Uh, I was like seventeen or eighteen. I was driving with my dad from San Francisco. It was like middle of the night because I had a show, uh, and then I had another show the next day or like an audition in, in LA. So we were doing that drive through the night. And we were going by Avenal, which is a, a military base. So take this was probably yeah, like sure. them doing stuff. But there was before before quadcopters, there was like a little green light in the sky that was moving in a way that 
I couldn't like before a quad. Now I see a quadcopter and that moves in a, like yeah. on a different axis or whatever. Yeah. And it was moving in a way fast through the sky. But the thing that really sold it was it was being chased by like a <laughs> military cargo plane with like a spotlight. <laughs> and I, I swear to God. This oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Trying to get it back. Yeah. Whoa. It was crazy. I mean, yeah. my dad like watched it for a little bit until it was out of sight. And yeah. then we were just like. That was crazy and unidentified to us, but like to them, they probably knew exactly what it was. Yeah. But definitely weird. Very weird. Very weird. Have you ever almost died? Uh, I was, yeah, mm, kind of. I was in a... Uh, dis- well, it's going to be kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if I'm asking you, it's kind of. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. I pull out my, pull out my fake leg. <laughs> um, I was in a plane that had a fire, or a, 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 a electrical fire in the cockpit. Oh no! Uh, when we were flying from Orlando to LAX for I was doing a Disney thing, whoa! And we fell from the sky and then crash landed in Tampa. What do you mean you fell from the sky? Like we they you free fall? They had an electrical fire and then I guess like the thing to do is like nose dive. We know like oh, but it flew. It flew. Yeah, it wasn't like, like the engines died. No, no. So it, you, but we, we were like go down now. We were, yeah, they're like go. They, we went. We took off. We reached cruising altitude and then landed in Tampa, which is like. Not that yeah. far from Orlando, so it was it was crazy. And there you was sullied it. I sullied it, and I took control. You were like, is there a pilot yeah. back there? But um, I remember thinking, this is like this is. I don't mean to get back into like the the career, but I was at a point in my life where I was so content with dying. Like my brother was. I took wow. my brother on that trip because and I, you looked at him like, "Sorry, bro." Dude, literally, <laughs> like no joke. I was sitting there. He had just graduated from Berkeley, and I was sitting next to him, and they were like. Uh, the stewardess like the scariest part about it was that the stewardesses were terrified oh, and no. they were like the crash landing positions uh, for everybody in first class is to hook your thumbs behind your knees and they're like the crash landing position for everyone in economy is to hug your chest I was like they're lying to you do what they told us to. They're trying <laughs> do to the make- premium one <laughs> yeah they're trying to make the rich survive if you are united mileage plus <laughs> yeah. put your hand over your head <laughs> sir Sir, you are you not? Are you Premier Plus? American Express card holders. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I turned to my brother and I was like, you know what? This makes sense. I was like, I, I, I've done a lot. I was like, the, uh, I just have lived a really fast, crazy life, and it makes wow, sense. And, and my brother's it. like, I haven't lived a life yet. <laughs> it's so funny because when you were mentioning Jim Belushi, saying the line of his obituary would be brother of John Belushi. Yeah. Mark Marin had a bit of flying to Montreal, and who cares? Johnny Depp, let's say, or fucking Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. And, and he was like, like, I wouldn't even be in the headline. Yeah. It'd be like, these people died. Also, in last paragraph, comedian Mark Marin was also. I just want to do something notable enough to where when I die, it's not Disney Channel star dies in a train crash. Yeah. I want it to be at least something else. Like, yeah. Good news. You won't care and you won't know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Unless and I fake it like Elvis. Will I. Oh. Polly Shore, less famously. Polly Shore fake, faked his the dad. A movie called Polly Shore is Dead, kind of like your movie. Stu is Dead. Oh, huh. Sid. Close Sid. enough. Damn, that research really paid off. Fuck. I should have written it down. Oh, thanks, Philip. Philip Holmes. Yeah, you have like three things. It's his parents <laughs> performing bully acting school. That's all I wrote. That's all I wrote. Wow. That's all I wrote. Inside of your brain is it? incredible that's all i need it's fascinating thank you it's, it's a bad neighborhood uh what about the hardest time you've laughed in your life can you think of a time you laughed really 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 hard uh man i no one makes me laugh like my mom uh makes me laugh like she's just one like her our sense of humor is that we get like really giggly really um yeah which i love and i'm dead now what now that i have a daughter i'm like if my baby goes 
no one like makes me laugh like my dad i'll be like oh shit i mean you got you got to it's your whole my your whole thing really used to my bits though yeah like i'm always being acting a fool with leela and then her little <laughs> friends come over and I'm, I'm silly with them and they're like blown away <laughs> and leela's like he's like leela will do this he goes he's joking <laughs> yeah. they'll be like uh, they'll say where is something and i'll be like i don't know i think it might be in my butt and they're, or, or something like that yeah no, i wouldn't say in my butt <laughs> that's my go-to but like kids. something like yeah. that something fart but they love it that's but what cheeks. i mean poop yeah uh, and Lila will just go, he's kidding. <laughs> so I love that your mom still gets you. Oh yeah. And you got giggle fits. Oh yeah. We get like full on giggle fits. Like she gets, she's gotten to a point. She just turned, she's not going to want me to say this, but she just turned a significant age that rhymes with mixty. So I'm not really saying it's not it. even that old. Uh, uh-uh. and, uh, but we, thank you for saying that. She's going to love you. She's going to love it. Uh, but I, we just had her thing and my go-to for her always has been like, you know, treat her like this elderly woman that's walking around. She hates it. And now she's getting to that point. And the funniest thing you can do is get like her whole life, my whole life. She's been the elderly woman. And I'm like, I'm going to help you up the stairs. And she turned 60 and the joke stopped. That's where the real funny, the real humor comes oh, in. Like no. now, now that's not even funny anymore. Cause she's, she's like, like 20 years away from that. Like 20 years away from death. No, from like needing help up the stairs. I don't oh, know. Yeah. My parents are in their eighties and it just started being like, you know, you don't go for walks. It's shocking. It's shocking to me. <laughs> it's like walk. You want to go for a walk? That's off the table. Yeah. Want to go get the mail if it comes to the walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My friend has a dad who's uh, who's 80 and he goes, his whole thing is the mail. His whole everything is, yeah. have you gotten the mail? We checked the mail. What did we get in the mail today? It just becomes your whole life. Oh boy. That was so, that was a sobering thought to close on. <laughs> I also thought of a series 80 hd so it's a it's a documentary about being 80 and it's in high def and it's called adhd that's funny <laughs> it's about a bunch of old people that have hyperfixation like rubik's cubes and stuff for two months yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like they don't have the arthritic function <laughs> yeah. to it, but they're like I watching old people to. struggle with with like fun little hobbies that's what i want that's see. adhd yeah i think we can watch them paint little miniatures with their shaky hands oh no too far oh too far <laughs> Yes, and it, Peter. I can't. My mom. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, thanks, buddy. This was awesome. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you. You're valid. You're valuable. I needed that. You're okay. You're doing well. I'm going to go scream from a mountaintop. Keep going. Would you mind screaming Mountain Dew Code Red? We have a deal with them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for doing this, man. Watch Alone on Max. Is Is it it on Max? Max? I think it's on Hulu. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Well, there goes your time. I'm not going to do that again. Not for free. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, thanks, pal. Uh, would you say keep it crispy? Oh, yeah. Keep it crispy, baby. I don't recall saying baby. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. That's, that a, that's a Spider-Man audition all over again. <laughs> you take it <laughs>